Hey, Derek. Hi, T. Welch. Thanks for joining me tonight. Yeah, I mean, I had nothing better to do. I actually tried to get you to come a little early, but, you know, you didn't want to be that kind of guy. Uh, no, I, I always come last, baby. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's why we're here at 730. <laughs> Listen, what do you know about hibernation? What is hibernation? As far as in, from an animal standpoint or yeah, just yeah, in yeah, general? Yeah. Tell me what you remember about hibernation. Uh, hibernation is when, like, uh, say the say the bears, right? The bears yeah. are the big – that's the big one, right? The bears, yeah. they get all – Chicago. So you have the Chicago bears. They they get all the food, right, and they take it all to their little cave, and they just fucking shut the doors for about four <laughs> months, and they just sleep and eat with the food that they've gathered for the winter. They are – Rocked, ready to go, and prepared yeah. to not ever leave their house. Okay, all right. So, like bears, squirrels, snakes hibernate. A uh, l- l- lot of animals, right? My, my snake for sure hibernates. Oh, <laughs> not just during winter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a 365. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, did you did you know that hibernation actually isn't that? Huh. Did you know that all the things that you thought you knew about hibernation from when you were a kid, what they taught in school, is not true? Bears, squirrels, other animals, they don't sleep during the winter. They just hang out? They go into a state of what's called torpor, T-O-R-P-O-R, where their metabolism is heavily reduced, and they're kind of lethargic. Sure. But they're still out and about, man. So I just like, I learned that this week. They're it's not kind of in going, a cave, just like chilling. They're like actually absolutely moving around. not. They don't even what? do that. They literally don't do that. Bears what? literally don't build a cave and go to sleep for months. No squirrels. Squirrels literally don't gather a whole bunch of food so they can live in a tree for the winter. That's just not what happens. Now this is going viral because ch- ki- kids our age, dudes our age, are learning that what their kids learned in school or what we learned as kids in school is fucking bullshit. What in the fuck? Hibernation is just during the winter to conserve energy and body fat. Animals go into this lethargic state. (laughs) Here's this. This is the sentence of the week right here. Sentence of the week. Hibernation is a state of minimal activity and metabolic depression. That's that is what I want my life to be. <laughs> minimal activity and my my metabolism is just like to go. ready to, yeah, ready to rock. Right, exactly. So I just thought, hey, that for me to you, okay? I'm we're 32 years old and I was 32 years old today when I learned that hibernation fucking bullshit from what I remember. That is I, I, wow! Like I definitely, I believe there's movies out there like depict that what we thought was hibernation was they're just like they just shut the door on the cave. I, and they're like, I, Bye. I would Ma- Mandela effect. I would swear to you right now that there are National Geographic things I watched in school about bears and other animals hibernating and just like going to fucking sleep for months. <laughs> they just take like a four the four month nap, right? Like yeah, they, exactly. They're just pissing and shitting wherever they're sleeping. I thought. But think about it, right? Like, you can't not shit or piss for months. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, I suppose. You know, it's, it says they're... Uh, some some of the most majestic things you see of a bear are them in the snow. So just, like, think about your brain for a second. Yeah, that's true. Hibernating you know? bears are able to recycle their proteins and urine, allowing them to stop urinating for months to avoid muscle atrophy. 
They stay hydrated with the meta- uh, metabolic fat that is produced in sufficient quantities that satisfy the water needs of the bear. They also do not eat or drink while hibernating and live off their fat storage. Holy fuck. I could have swore they just brought a bunch of food with them and they're just like, we'll just eat this later. Go to bed. Fuck off. You want to know something else that's kind of gone viral that I was today years old when I learned? Oh, now, this man. wasn't something that like we were lied to as about. I'm, I need to like talk some talk to some environmentalists and figure out who's responsible for this hibernation hoax. Is it that is it that ancient people believe that swallows hibernated? Because let me tell you, that's swallows, for sure happening. Huh? Ain't, ain't no ain't nobody swallowing in this house. It's better yeah, hibernating. I, I ain't seen a swallow in years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm with you. It's nobody, been a long time. Nobody's sucking down these kids. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's nobody's planting my seeds anywhere. No one's hitting the flush button on your on your boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I gotta I gotta hibernate my way up to fucking Walgreens to get some Plan B every once in a while. But you know, no listen, swallowing happening. Here's here's something else. We weren't lied to about this, but it did blow my mind. So you know, a deck of cards. How many cards is in a deck of cards? Fifty uh, two. Now, did you know that? In the in the history of forever, okay. I mean, fifty-two since, card pickup is a thing, right? Since, don't lie to since me. Since cards, since cards were invented, whenever uh-huh. that was, I don't even know when the first deck of cards was. Uh-huh. But the likelihood that anywhere in history ever, across the entire world, that you've shuffled a deck of cards, did did you know that it's practically impossible that the exact same combination of those fifty-two cards has ever been shuffled before? So like you're saying, if I took a brand new deck of cards, shuffled it, somebody else could do the same thing, and you're never going to repeat it. Correct. Wow. That there are more than ten trillion combinations Whoa. to shuffle fifty-two cards. So just think about that. All all the gambling done in the world, all of it. If you shuffle a deck of cards, it's it's entirely possible that you're the only person the ever first in person ever world. do it. To so get I mean, that history, combination. I'm over here making history, then, is what you're telling we're me. We're fucking trendsetters, bud. Trailblazers. We're fucking Magellan over here, bud. Absolutely. Call us Chris Columbus. We're stealing so, from the Indians. Fucking wake, wake the bears up. You got to let them know. <laughs> the hibernation's over. Watch me shuffle this deck for the first time ever. Yeah, and, and you know what? And you can you can shuffle your very own deck of cards and get that combination. Be the first one to ever make that combination on your brand new and Never do it couch. again. That's true. That's very true. Uh, so just a little context here for you. Uh, China, I believe, was the first to introduce playing cards back in the Poontang dynasty in the ninth <laughs> century. Well, that's what that, that's where I'm I sorry. live most nights. <laughs> I'm sorry. That says just the Tang dynasty. Maybe that's the orange oh. drink. Not, not, not there's the probably thing. somebody named Pooh, though. Yeah. Well, there's there's uh, a. <laughs> Uh, there's Zhang Pig Dog. They were caught playing, <laughs> playing cards back in the ninth century. I don't know who Pig Dog is, but I, I would like to hang out with Pig Dog. Listen, in the ninth century, if your first name was Poon and your last name was Tang, it wasn't funny, but it is now. <laughs> you were probably getting the most Poon Tang without anybody understanding why. Completely. Oh, boy. Yeah. What about you? You're going to get some Poon Tang on some new uh, furniture? Uh. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. The, uh, the, the adulting happened today. We went up to the homemakers, and, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't no Tang Dynasty happening up there, but let me tell mm. you, the old homemakers took me for a good $3,100. $3, was um, it fucking busy as fuck? It was dead as fuck, dude. We went there at like oh, 11, really? like right, right as it opened. We were there and walked around for about an hour-ish. Okay. Uh, 
so we went in with a pretty key key idea that we had seen this couch a year ago and we're like okay we're just gonna go get this couch and be done okay well guess what Uh, no shot no no shot that couch was not even there couldn't even find it right so we're looking pretty irritated walked around angry for a good 30 minutes because we just couldn't find that couch finally settled on maybe this couch that was kind of inexpensive but almost makes it like okay you know a couple hundred bucks it was like 500 bucks for the couch 500 bucks for the love seat and 300 bucks for the chair it's like okay that's fairly inexpensive for a couch so if it shits out in five years i don't feel bad about getting a new set yeah, that's, like like, that's actually here. like stupid cheap for a couch Re- really cheap and, and Honestly, was that an Ashley couch? It is an Ashley couch. Yeah, pretty well-made mm. couch and, and love seat. So, um, but the biggest thing that we were looking for was a, a new rectangular table. The, the coconut has been begging for a new table for a while, and um, finding that table honestly way easier than finding the couch. Like we walked around okay. the couch section right. probably ten times. It felt like till we were just finding like you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna pull the trigger on this one, and when it shits out, it shits out. Right. But we found uh, yeah we found this nice. Six piece, uh, super long rectangle, uh, uh, table that has two leaps in it. So you can shrink the table down and make it, you know, good, good for our family. And then if we have people over, has right. a bench on it, kind of like the Deerdorfs. Uh, it's a little, it's a little like that. But yeah, four years deferred interest. I mean, you just don't, I mean, there's certain things in life that you feel really excited about after you leave uh, at this age and buying new furniture is definitely up there. Yeah, you you are an adult. I mean, that, the, the, that is the culmination of adulthood. The last time I think that we were this excited was when I bought that cordless vacuum or when we bought that cordless vacuum for Christmas or whatever it was, okay. uh, Black Friday maybe. That was that was the last time I was like this excited because that like cordless vacuum was amazing. Uh, no, it's a shark. Shark's way better than Dyson. Uh, uh, that's cat, bud. <laughs> what? I mean, you saying shark is better than Dyson is – about as bullshit as my teacher telling me bears hibernate and go to sleep. Uh, I'm, listen, I'm just telling you, just just like I'm, I'm yeah. me telling you that Tom Brady is a piece of shit is what I'm telling you that sharks the best vacuums out there. Dyson sucks me better than shark sucks you. Listen, just because you like the balls doesn't mean I'm wrong. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> That's where I'm at here. But yeah, you know, new furniture. I mean, you, you got to buy new furniture here soon, don't you? That's the plan, man. I went. I went looking. The whole reason I asked about homemakers and if it was busy is because I went a couple Saturdays ago, and it was uncomfortably busy. Like, well, it's also Thursday, and we went. All, at that's when all the prime shopping gets done. <laughs> and we and we went at eleven in the morning. They did you did you happen to notice that they are very aggressive about the fact that they don't work on commission anymore? It, Just plastered <laughs> everywhere. It felt so suffocating about how plastered it is everywhere, but also. Every 10 Nobody's steps. Nobody's helping you. Every, no, no, no. Every 10 steps, there was someone going, what's up, dude? You need some help? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. Right. So okay. I'm telling you, Thursday at 11 o'clock, if you want some some good shopping experience, that's the time, bud. I don't really work anyway, so I could probably make it happen. I think you could probably do it, bud. Hello and welcome. This is the 85th edition of the Love Love Show podcast. I'm Derek. Uh, I'm Tony. All nice right, to meet nice you. To meet you. Nice to meet you. Absolutely. Who who's a good number 85? Um, Tim Patrick wears 85 right now. I think. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, the the one that immediately comes to my mind for the Ravens is Derek Mason. 
Uh, potential Hall of Fame wide receiver one day if the Hall of Fame rules ever change. Let's see here. I'm trying to make sure. No, I'm sorry. Nope. Uh, I was wrong. Eddie Kinnison wore it for a year. Ashley. Oh, Ashley Lilly wore it for three years as wide receiver out in Denver. He's pretty good. Nice. Okay. Remember Ashley Lilly? No. No. He was a decent wide receiver back in the day. Um, uh, where, who did he play for? He played for the Broncos. He played for a couple other teams, too. I, I Don't ask me fucking who, but. Ashley Lilly, huh? Ashley Lilly, yep. Interesting. 19th, over, 19th overall selection in the 2002 draft. Played for the Falcons, the 40 the Raiders. Derek Mason is 47 years old. He was uh, drafted from Michigan State. And, well, I guess he actually played for the Titans for much longer than the Ravens, which is surprising. But, hey, I mean, that's the guy that, like, put Joe Flacco on the map. Oh, for a dude, while. how are we missing the, the biggest 85 of all time, though? The man changed his name to the number 85. Oh, Ocho, Chad, Ocho, Ocho Cinco. Cinco, babe. Come on. Chad now. Johnson, huh? You know what? I, I really, had... for, for the longest time, I really thought Ocho Cinco was going to make a, a comeback. Like, I really thought, because he was just here. Oh, he's and, real good on the analyst he's, stuff. He's he good on the analyst stuff, but he, and he's also good at just like stirring the pot. But I mean, this dude wasn't in the league all that long. I mean, no, he, most receivers aren't actually. But did yeah. you see? Did you see the Super Bowl coverage of him talking with all the starting wide receivers? Uh huh. So like they had like this town hall type sit down thing, and it was like, uh, who, I don't even know. Mike Evans was in there. Antonio Brown, Godwin, uh, Chris Godwin was in there. I can't think of who else was in there, but um, you know, he was asking like, who's the best? You know, and this guy. All of them said that they were the best. And then I think it was Chris Godwin was really talking shit to Ocho Cinco. And Ocho Cinco was like, I, I watched all the film, baby. I know all your moves. I know the little dip in, the this, the that, the, the twist, the pull. He's like, you ain't got shit. You ain't got shit on me. Okay. He just let him have it. But That's awesome. I did uh, I did get some feedback from a buddy of mine that listens to the pod that last, last week we did not give enough credence to a uh, former teammate of Chad Ocho Cinco, number 84, TJ Hushmanzada? TJ Hushmanzada. TJ Hushmanzada, man. I was a big fan of Hushmanzada. I A, I love that also, name. Also, a Raven. Lo- love that. I mean, he is a he's a Bengal, but sure. Like that is what he, he played. He, he played for the Bengals. Listen, he's- the Ravens are the number one franchise for taking washed up receivers Steve and Smith. using them for a few years. Steve Smith. Steve as, Smith as prolific. Derek Mason, TJ Hushmanzada, convicted manslaughter felon. Uh, DJ Stallworth. Did uh, uh, did you guys have uh, Shannon Sharp for a little while? Yeah, we mentioned that last week. Are we okay, I thought we did. I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we're we're the we're the goats at taking your receivers. TJ Hushman's out of like a, just a great. I, I don't know that he'll make it into the Hall of Fame one day, but yeah. really, really good football player. Ted Ginn, former Raven. Willie Sneed, currently on the team, former uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler for a long time. Sure. So, I mean, we're, Hushman's we're also the weirdest looking motherfucker of all time. I know that's he true. looks like the great Kali. I don't know. You, you ever, I just always thought, like. I just had this irrational thing for TJ Hushman's for a long time that he was like in one of the um, uh, <laughs> terrorist uh, nin- groups. That's fucked up. <laughs> wow, that he was in uh, one of the Ninja Turtle movies because he looks like that dude Jason a little bit. He does. If he was like, like yeah. if he was a little more brown, you know, a little. Yeah, I'm with like, you. That's that always. It was just like a connection I had in my brain. But Hushman's out of man. Yeah, what a what a good what a good receiver. Listen, we got a packed show here tonight. Okay, but it is a it is a pretty thick been, show. There's been, there's been a heavy news week on top of 
uh, video game news, like tech news, political news, and obviously the bowl of supers that we'll get to. But we got to start out, you know, we got to talk some money here with the stimulus. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I have stopped worrying about when and if this third stimulus is going to happen because old, old Sleepy Joe has got a lot of things on his plate right now. Um, mm. So if and when, and because not only that, they, at one point they were talking about they were going to dish out kid payments to like $3,600 over a year and the Democrats were dropping that and the $1,400 might not be a thing for only people that make $50,000 or less. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about it anymore. So why don't you fill me in? Where are we at right now? I think you hit the highlights. The main, the main issue up for debate with the bill as it has been presented to the Congress is one, whether or not kids will qualify, how much they'll qualify for and how it's going to be paid out. Because originally so, they were going to just keep it at $500 per kid and bump it to $1,400 per adult, yes? That, that is what was expected to be proposed. What now, is actually being proposed is $1,400 per adult, $1,400 per qualifying per dependent. Kid. Right. They're just trying to throw all the money out there. Listen, you can't go too big, but you can go too small. I Listen, if you, if you want to hand me a check for $1,400 for everybody in this household, I'll take it. If you want to hand me a check for $1,400 for adults and $500 for kids in this household, you know what, Tony? I'm also going to take it. Yeah, We are not in the position. We've both been working, so it's not like we're we're directly impacted. But, man, I could imagine the difference. Say you got two or three kids. I mean, you're, you're talking about a difference of $900 per kid potentially times, yeah, three. times if three. You, if you're out of work, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, you're, you're talking, listen, I w- again, I would take, I would gladly, happily accept a, a smooth check for whatever that is, $3,900, and I would also accept a check for, do the quick math, 14 times 5. I, I'll, I'll take it. I'm not going to be mad about it. That's 7 grand. I'll take 7 Gs. You hand you me 7 Gs. You take 7 Gs over 34, though. But I'll take 34 all day. You know what okay. I mean? I'm not trying, I ain't looking at a gift horse in the mouth. I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> get the fucking deal done and I ain't got to worry about it no more. That's, that's where I'm at with it is I, I will say, do you think Tony that we will get un, like, does does this keep happening or is this our last stimulus? Are we going to get more? I, I do think that the not Democrats, to be greedy. I'm, I'm just, I just, I wonder the long term of this. I think that the Democrats are intentionally trying to go hard on the stimulus to not have to do it again, frankly. And that's kind of the way I, it seems. So we talked about not too long ago, and I believe you might still have the numbers in your head. Maybe not. Didn't you say England was doing something like every month that they were just throwing money at people? Yeah, the UK, you get $1,900 a month as the average. Period, right? Whether you're working right. or not? Right. And that's per person, or is that right. per household? It's per per working adult. Per working adult. And so, it's, it's just directly deposited into your bank account. Right. So, I mean, and it, we're, we're, it's not even just the UK. I mean, other countries in Europe, Australia, sure. all getting thousand plus dollars a month right and, and equivalent dollars and and what i would say is the most uh i don't know advanced <laughs> country in the world we're over here struggling to give our kids 500 dollars and any adults ever any kind of money so I, i'm not i'm not the one that's going to be like oh god i need my stimulus buddy like I, i'm i'm essential so i don't care but it does seem to me that we still after we're almost up to a year tony we're almost up to a year of dealing with this. Even after a year, we yep. still have no fucking idea how to handle this. It, it is just in the last couple of weeks past a year since we had the first confirmed case in America. So, I mean, think, think about that. 
And, was, and you're seeing the effects. I mean, more and more businesses every day you're hearing about shutting down or, or downscaling and cutting back. Like I was looking through my pictures uh, going back a year ago and just kind of like looking at like, oh, what happened on this oh, day a year nice. ago, right? Like How many shaft shots? Zero shaft shots, unfortunately. I do have like this great picture of Austin Post, uh, Post Malone, when he was a, a great child with his yep. sweet long hair. Okay. Um, looking at my PlayStation wrap up from last year, you know. Uh, but the the thing I the what the what I got to was the day that I got uh, Animal Crossing and I got Doom and like that was kind of the big signifier for me of like that's when I remember holy fuck like we're in it now you know what I mean like that was kind of the last the, that was like the big thing for me that was like holy shit we're not going anywhere anymore like and we're you were working for like two months I worked every day. Until the summertime. And then I was off two weeks. Uh, and I was on two okay. weeks. Yeah. Off and on. But like March 20th, that's kind of like the big signifier day for me was that was mm. kind of when it was like the pandemic's here. We're not going anywhere. Like the best we can do is, you know, hang out, play video games. I I, I cleaned my garage. Look how sunny and nice it was March 7th last year. And look how great my garage looked. There's 18 feet of snow outside right now, Tony. Like the pandemic is still going on and we literally can do nothing like fuck. What else is going on is the impeachment trial that has started. And, uh, Donald Trump's lawyers, dude, he brought out the a team of fucking idiots. Hold on. I was going to say the a team after he tried to hire like five different ones, because it's definitely not the a team. Cause no one wanted to work for him because he wasn't going to be guaranteed. They were getting paid. The guys that are working, they're fucking stupid. Like, yeah, some of the opening arguments, it's it's literally so cringe that it's hard for me to even watch on, on the I, news. I just, I've tried to avoid anything with that dude's name in it, so I just don't care. Big news that came out tonight, besides the impeachment trial, which is, by the way, just not going good at all for Donald Trump. The Democrats are uh, shitting all over him. They're going there hard. Was, there was new footage released of the riots. Did you see any of this, like, previously unreleased footage? Um, I, I saw the, the, the blip pop up of, like, this dude protecting Mitt Romney as people are like rushing him and yeah, shit. But I, I did that? not, I did not watch it, but it's like, there's gotta be boy. I, there's footage being released. That was previously unreleased of uh proud boys, that fucking supremacist white, yep. white power group break being some of the first to break in the off, uh, into the Capitol building. Um, there's videos being released discussing literally the assassination of Mike Pence as they're, Less than a hundred feet from him physically, right? Um, videos of that that cop Eugene, uh, who died, turned, like right? literally, no, the guy no, that was honored at the inauguration. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, him running down this hallway, literally screaming and turning around Mitt Romney to usher him to safety as these guys are breaking in on the other side of the hallway. Like, I mean, the shit was going down. There's uh, videos that were previously unreleased of people hunting for Nancy Pelosi, screaming to find Nancy Pelosi, right? Uh, breaking down doors, uh, harassing staffers that they found. I mean, it's it's like straight up out of a war movie kind of like yeah, it's, cringe. It's, it, it just feels like creepy, right? Like it just feels right. wrong. And it is wrong. It, yep. it just... It just puts Trump, the icing though. on the it puts the icing on the cake of how fucked up it was. Trump's golfing today. Is he out golfing? He's golfing. Good for him. Yeah, you know, good for anything him. to worry about. Obviously, uh, it, it came out tonight. Actually, CNN and the uh, Washington po- New York Times rather broke a story that you know. Remember when Trump got the cove? I do remember that. 
and how he made it a point to get on television. Couldn't be bothered to get on television during these riots or anything, right? But when he was fucking got the cove, made sure he was on TV quite a bit, uh, saying, you know, that he's fine. His doctor came out and said, oh, he's got mild symptoms. A couple days later, leaves the hospital, right? Remember all that? Goes to the White House, takes his mask off on top of the stairs. Yep. Super, like, he's just the king shit of all time. Like, I'm cured! Yep, and we're figuring out tonight that he was, like, pretty close to being on a ventilator. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the early... I remember the early steps that people were talking about. Like, he's almost dead. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. And he was doing everything in his power to be like, I'm not dead. I'm good. He forced his way out of Walter Reed Hospital. Uh, the doctors and his aides were not going to let him leave unless he could prove they could walk out on his own. Um, but the doctors, he was hovering in the low 80s for his blood uh, oxygen levels, Oof. which like below 95 is like not great. Yeah, it's rough. You know, like uh-huh. you get down to the low 90s and you're kind of, you're going to become very weak and delusional. You get into the 80s and like, I mean, you're close to not having enough oxygen to supply your, your extremities and your organs. And like, then you're talking about dying. So he was pretty close to being put into a coma and going on a ventilator like our fucking president. I mean, you know what? He could have died a hero. Could have died a martyr for his cause, baby. Could have, could have died, could have died a hero. You know, could have done it, but he he just you know he got he got to rise above it. No, rise mean, above how, it. Are you, how are you going to overthrow the government if you're dead? <laughs> you know what? I think he had plenty of plenty of irons in the fire for throwing overthrowing the government, and none of them worked. Uh, one one other thing about this impeachment that kind of shook me um, was they subpoenaed and got phone records. Uh, phone location data for all these people that were um, at this rally, right? A couple blocks away from the Capitol where Trump and DJ TJ and uh, Rudy and a whole bunch of people spoke where this incitement kind of happened, right? Right. And they showed this map, which on the left side is where they were gathered a few blocks outside the Capitol. And on the right side, you see the Capitol, the actual Capitol building. And what you see is they just kind of show little it's like little lights that are for each of the people that are there, all their cell phone data, geo pinging them. And what you see is that, okay, here's all these people gathered. Okay. Here, the timestamps are on and up through when this is going on, that, uh, that rally kind of ends. And then you just slowly see this huge mass all go down the street and all arrive at the Capitol. So, you know, the defense, the defense for Trump is just saying that like, he didn't incite it. The people, the people weren't told to do that. But here is the ev- hard evidence that <laughs> practically a huge mass of these people them. were at that rally yeah. and literally marched down to the Capitol. Yep. Yep. So this guy's fucked, dude. Yeah, we'll uh, see what happens. I, I just, I still don't see. I don't foresee it actually being. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't think it's happening. You don't think he's going to get convicted? I don't think so. There'd have to be a there'd have to be a good chunk of Republicans that flip the table. I think there's um, more. I think there's more Republicans that are going to be like, I'm just over this and I don't want to deal with it anymore. Right. Not that they condone it, but they're just done with it. And so, like, their apathy is outweighing their empathy. And I think that's what we could see because that's who politicians are. So you know, like in this impeachment, the certain senators act as basically jurors, right, to either convict or quit kind of deal. So a couple, a couple of these senators, Ted Cruz and Chuck Grassley, our own Chuck Grassley, well, along with Ted he, if, Cruz. I was going to say, if he's lumped in with Ted Cruz, not going to be a good thing. They were spotted talking with Trump's lawyers today. 
which, you know, in a regular court of law, if kind the, of a no go. If the jurors talk to the lawyers, that's witness tampering. Well, yeah, that, that's when jury the, that's tampering. When those, that's when those jurors get removed from. Right. Ted Cruz, though, and Chuck Grassley, you know what they said? Hey, we were just asking them what their what their defense strategy is. Yeah, we just want to know what you're going to say to make sure it's the things I need you to say. Just the the level of corruption here is it's, it's mind insane. boggling. That's why you, I don't I don't foresee anything happening, unfortunately. But we'll see. He's still not out of our lives yet, unfortunately. No, he's not. And and on top of all this news about the impeachment and Trump. Uh, was in bad shape. Melania was actually in really bad shape too. She was not on her deathbed, but she was a lot worse off. Um, the CDC came out today and they revised some of their guidelines about vaccinated uh, vaccinated people So and needing to quarantine. So our wisdom as of to this point was if you get vaccinated and then you are exposed to the virus, right? Still need to quarantine. You still need to quarantine because you can still carry and pass that on. Now the CDC is saying that now, you know, as long as you don't, uh, as long as you don't have any symptoms, you don't need to quarantine anymore. Uh, and I don't really understand the science there, but the CDC is, uh, I I would think in a much better shape than it was a couple months ago under Trump. But that that's the new science. You know, well, if I mean, you've been fully vaccinated, you don't need to necessarily quarantine anymore. You you don't have this in the notes, but I mean you also gotta look from a from an Iowa standpoint, we all we had old Cove Kimmy last True. Friday after we talked on Thursday. She comes out on Friday and says, Hey, starting Sunday, mask restrictions. Have at it, baby. Fuck it. Start start breathing on people. You need to sneeze, have them open their mouths and sneeze <laughs> inside of it. Do it. I, I have and, noticeably seen less masks too. And so what I what I can say is from from I believe even Frank County, who I, I don't necessarily like a whole lot, was like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Like right. Des Moines is still gonna they're still gonna require the mask mandates. A lot of the places that I follow on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, they're all like, hey, still, still masking. masking it up. Don't yep. fucking stop. Like I understand what the governor said. Even at work, I had people stop me when I was in there Monday, like. Hey, uh, governor said, and I'm like, listen, a A, it's negative 4,300 degrees outside. Why are you worried about wearing a fucking mask? It's fine. I would understand if it's June and it's 95. Yeah. Wearing a mask is going to be a little bit of a bitch, but when you're freezing cold, (laughs) wearing a mask is not the end of the world. So, um, Cove Kimmy strikes again. She's a fucking idiot. Uh, but I'm glad that most of the people are like, "Mm, probably just, we're just, we're going to not do that. I can't wait to those midterms in 2022, dude. I just like. She gone. I just, I, I, you know what? I don't trust anything at this point. But Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I really thought uh, old fucking, who's who's the senator that ended up getting kept on there that I thought was going to get pulled? In Iowa? Yeah. Chuck Grassley? No, 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 no. The chick. Oh, Amy, uh, not Amy Klobuchar. No, no, no. <laughs> it was uh, Teresa Greenfield versus. Greenfield. It was the other, and, it was uh, the other girl. Oh my God! Why Cindy Axney? Eh, no, I think that was, was a, one. No, that was a different one. Anyway, it was the opposite of Teresa Greenfield. Is the one that ended up winning. And I not. literally can see her face, but I can't picture her. There was like Joni Ernst for a while. Is that your Joni? About? Yeah, Joni Ernst. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Jo- Fuck her. Jo- Joni got got to keep her job. So, you know, you just can't count on anything. She's a high V gal. Hi, Miguel. You can count on one thing. Tom fucking Brady. (laughs) TB12, TB12 times seven. I I don't want to say I told you so. So can you say it? 
No, I will not say it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, then I then I fucking told you so. Here's here's where I'm at. You doubted, baby. You doubt. It wasn't even close. Fucking blowout. Everyone doubted because it, like, the Chiefs are a dynasty. The Chiefs no, are not. a dynasty. One they, I mean, one ring. They were about to. Tom Brady, dynasty. not the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady is a dynasty. No, no. Listen, the Tampa Bay Bucks is what I. Here's what I will say. Say it, number maybe. one. Number one. You had the right score. What are you talking about? I listen, I had the right total points, total score. Okay. I said 27-13, which is 40 points, and it ended up being 40 points. 31-9, to 40 yep. points. Yep. I had over 56. I was wrong. True. I had 38-28. Definitely not a shootout. Here's what I'll say. One, that game was boring as fuck. Like, I yeah. was so – I was not having a good time watching it. Um, uh, the, the Chiefs did not look in sync from the fucking word one. Like, they looked out of, out of sorts. Mahomes did. Mahomes played, though. Mahomes played. Like, that well, dude came to ball. He, he was, left it on the field, bud. He, Oh, yeah. Like, he fucking, I mean, the dude was, uh, there was a lot of baseball memes because some of those throws he was making is oh, a yeah. fucking shortstop laying out to go across to first base. Like, well, no Mar Garcia Parra there, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Garcia Parra, but pretty close. Um, sure. The game was boring. The Chiefs looked like absolute ass. Between right. Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes, they were the only dudes doing anything. The defense didn't do uh, – the defense who had played phenomenal through the playoffs, truly phenomenal up yeah. to that point, played yeah. like shit. And Tampa Bay didn't even have to pressure Patrick Mahomes because that line just collapsed. <laughs> like, they didn't bring blitzes. A couple starters were missing. Didn't bring any blitzes. Didn't bring any blitzes. Right. And Pat Mahomes was still – what was the grand total they added up for yards that he was running? Like 400 I was going to say that. Yeah, it was like 640-some yards. It, it was, it was an, crazy. It was an ass load of yards that he ran away from the defenders. <laughs> right. And I will say ex-Denver Bronco Shaq Barrett was in his ass all game long. True. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I I was easy on you. You know what I mean? I want to – yeah. I would have been much harder on you had the game been close and Tom Brady would have won. I probably would have it was a ripped, ripped open your throat and shit down your face. It was. But it was. It wasn't like it, by the end of the first quarter, it was kind of. Yeah. Eek. As you're heading into halftime, like the, the, the saving grace at halftime was, okay, you kick the field goal, you get the ball back. If you come back, kick a, you know, get a touchdown, you're within another touchdown. Like you're not out of it. Right. But you come out of, out of halftime and immediately pick. Well, yeah, throws the pick and it's just like, and the pick you had with Tyron Matthew holding. Oh, I mean, the penalties on the Chiefs were insane. And that's yeah. that is what I will say is there were some shitty penalties, but it was not enough to swing the game in the Chiefs' favor to win. But there right. were some absolute trash penalties. The the one penalty that was really egregious was that there was that girl that was the first officiating woman to start in a Super Bowl. She missed a call completely. Like she missed they they were gonna intercept it. She called it incomplete that the ball hit the ground and it was like a foot off the ground. Like so she she messed up that call. Um there's, but there's the rest a couple of them, like people were like, Oh Tom, you know, they're in Tom Brady's pocket. Like yeah. don't put yourself in that situation. You can't there's say a, that they were in Tom Brady's pocket when you were holding them. Whether you were giving them a little tug or a big fucking tug or tackling the motherfucker. You were still doing it. Little tug or big tug, but I'm in for it all. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say is is the, the calls that I think were the, the shittiest were like pass, pass interference on balls that were absolutely uncatchable. Now, yeah. the end zone one, I get the rules a little shakier, but that ball it went Mike both Evans, ways, though. It didn't. It never did. Not at all. 
the, the Mike Evans ball down the sideline that was completely uncatchable. They called for pass interference. Absolute trash. The one in the end zone I can give credit to because end zone's a little more gray. Yeah. Uh, Anything the, in the end zone's catchable because the, the rule is that it has to be by eyesight, 10 yards. Right. right. Uh, well, the end zone's only 10 yards. So everything in the end zone's catchable, technically. You, yeah, you can't you can't tell me that Mike Evans can't jump a 35-yard vert on, you know, like, if, if he's, you know what I mean? You just don't know. I'll load up Madden right now, motherfucker. We'll do it. <laughs> you don't need Jack Doyle, let me tell you. I've seen him do some shit. <laughs> yeah. The, um, you didn't know there was trampolines built into the ground? And the, the funniest part about, like, there's a lot of people like, hey, listen, did you not see the Chiefs hold the fuck out of the 49ers last year? Because it for sure happened. Right. Um, and plenty of the penalties that didn't get called on them against the Bills. So it goes both ways. The Chiefs just at, thought they were going to let them play a little bit more the, and they didn't adjust. At, at the end of the day, it just wasn't it wasn't the Chiefs game, man. And Tom Brady did it. Just got, got it done. Um, you want to talk about the halftime show? Um... What about some of the commercials? We'll get to the halftime. But, I mean, the Paramount thing was really good. Going up the mountain with all the celebrities. The, the Paramount then, stuff was good. There wasn't, like, anything that really stuck out to me as, like, mind-blowingly hilarious, though. Uh, there was a couple mind-blowingly bad ones. You know, the uh, the Matthew McConaughey and, like... I thought the, the McConaughey one was fine. Oh, you thought it really? I thought it was like, oh, God, I'm playing a... I'm playing fucking Halo Infinite right now. Like that's how bad yeah, this no, is. No, it was it wasn't that bad. And the Jeep one that everyone's shitting on for it being a Jeep commercial. I like Bruce Springsteen, but yeah, like the two minutes of him talking only to be a car commercial. Like, right? What? It, it listen. We made it. We made it through another year as uh, the Wide Nation without killing little kids. So yeah, man, that was what 2017. That was a terrible commercial, man. Like those. Uh, were the that worst. was more like that was more like 2014. But yeah, that was a bad deal. It was bad, bad deal. I, I believe I still have a uh, a post on Facebook about that. How about uh, how about friend of the podcast Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis with the with the little Cheetos with with fake Jamaican Shaggy? shaggy. That was True. pretty good. A lot of people had their minds blown that Shaggy did not look like a Jamaican. Or a Rastafari or whoever. He's definitely not Jamaican, so like that that's he? the thing that he's just he's just a dude, man. He's not of of, of like any foreign nationality? I, I don't believe so. I'm pretty sure Shaggy's just like was Let me tell you. Shaggy uh he was born Oh, I guess he is he is Jamaican, but Okay then, alrighty then. Yeah, but like, listen to him talk. He doesn't have like the Jamaican accents. I think more, more what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. What about the halftime show of the weekend? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm I was a big fan of that show. Honestly, I, I like the weekend and the craziness and ridiculousness of him, like starting out with Daft Punk style backing vocals and those dudes wearing the weird masks, and then yeah. him going inside of it with all those lights. Did you see the tweet he put out today? No. So he put out a tweet today that was him doing the weird, creepy shit inside of that little stage, right. but it was the Joker monologue uh, mm-hmm. inside of that. It's so like, that was pretty good. I'm like, oh, okay. It was the, like the television, the television part I, of the Joker. Where it's like, I saw some stuff okay. come out like shortly after the Super Bowl that kind of made me appreciate it a little bit more that one, he put in like 7 million of his own money um, to, to do a lot of that stuff. I also saw there was some stuff about how like he, he like, um, I'm not even sure how to really explain it, but like he, he set up this whole story arc over the last couple months. Like, yeah. The whole, his, the, the makeup thing and right. Like, the on social and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I, you know, I like the depth of it. Um, I was, I think I said to you during the Super Bowl that like, I don't know what they really expected. Like he's not, he's a singer, but he's not really an entertainer necessarily. See, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm the opposite. I think he is a good singer, but he is definitely an entertainer in my opinion. Um, he doesn't dance very much. He's, like he's, but he's got the, the shows. He's got the spectacle. He does. He clearly has a great pyrotechnic group because right. they, know to, they know how to do some fireworks for sure. Yeah. He's got um, like a really good light and sound guys, even though the yeah. sound quality was kind of shitty. I don't really know if that yeah, was the broadcast what do you expect there though, but even the, from people at the stadium, they said it was really bad audio. So yeah. I think something, something was off there, but he doesn't do much. Like he's not MJ. He's not Bruno Mars. He doesn't do the dance and he doesn't play instruments. So it's like, what do you really expect the guy to do for 15 minutes? He's just going to stand there and sing. He's got to walk he's around. Just, he's got a great voice. And I think, I think he gave the best show he could possibly give. And I was, I was there for it, man. I, I had a good time. I was pretty disappointed. We didn't get um, any Wakanda. You know? I, I wasn't I wasn't worried. I, th- I thought we might get some cameos from somebody or someone right. somewhere, and we got nothing. Like, Which is, that's, uh, somebody put on the internet, that was like the first Super Bowl halftime show in like, like 25 oh, years that didn't have a guest a of some guest. sort. Yeah, that, that was yeah. what I was like really, I was really waiting for Daft Punk. Like that's the obvious one because he's collaborated with them so much. Yeah, I thought really Daft Punk was the, they are pretty old. but They, that, they could that, die of COVID in a heartbeat. That, that's who I was really expecting to show up was like, Fucking Daft Punk's gonna be in the sky somewhere, like floating on a blimp or something. That'd be all right. And they just they just didn't do it. So I don't know. I, I would give the weekend's performance like an eight. I, I had a pretty good time with it. Oh man, I mean, you're you're fucked up here, but I mean, maybe an eight in the vein that it was COVID situation. Because like outside of the realm that it was COVID, that was like a four. Uh, no, I mean that for, for me show. for me that was better than J Lo and Shakira all day. Oh my, you're fu- you're fucking high, bud. No, I'm not. No, Jalen Shakira was not that good. It was not good. Like just because you're she- seeing them shake their ass, like that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for a good performance. I don't want to like Shakira's got the one song we all know. JLo's like other than Jenny from the Block, I don't give a fuck about Jennifer Lopez. So weekend way better than JLo and Shakira. Okay, but you're like listen. stewing. You're like stewing right now, bud. Well, I'm just stewing because you said like if eight out of t- if this is your baseline for eight out of ten without a caveat about it being COVID, then like go through some of the halftime shows, man. If that's an eight, there's got to be a dozen that are nines or tens. All right, all right, fine. So let's say let's I'll, I'll walk it back a little bit because you're being Thank kind you. of an LB right now. Thank For you. a COVID-based, no fans, no really like feedback from anybody on the field. Give it an eight. Give it an eight. All told, I it's probably closer to a five seven. and a half. No, it's definitely not that bad. All right, let's okay. see here. I'm just going to try to go through the last. This is this is a vulture. Twenty nine performances every halftime show since ninety three ranked. All right, we're going to do this right now. Okay. Number twenty nine: Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, and Tony Braxton is dead last. I bet. I bet at the time that that happened, that would have been pretty good. Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds at 94. Okay, we don't even have to go through these. No, start we're doing like, this. Start at like 10, dude. Start no, at we're 10. doing this. Because 27 is Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy, because that was awful. That was not good, yeah. The Rolling Stones in 06. That was all right. The Blues Brothers, ZZ Top, and James Brown in 97, which I don't remember. I don't remember that. I do remember the James Brown part. Gloria Estefan, Stevie Wonder, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy in 99. Don't remember that. No. Justin and 18, which I honestly that liked had the Prince tribute. That was in Minneapolis. I, I really, I really liked that performance. So for that to be this low, kind of 
nuts to be honest with you a lot of people um, were hating on him because it was like a, a, a huge prince tribute yeah because it was uh, in minneapolis so right um the who in 2010 yeah that was a really good show i thought so i thought that I was, was pretty good that, that was pretty low 21 is shania twain no doubt and sting in 03 i have i have one in my brain right now that i think has to be in the top five and i'm kind of curious based on what's happened on this list so far where it's going to land tom petty at 20 paul okay, mccartney that- at 05 Here's here's uh, Bruno. Bruno was and that, did Paul McCartney do the thing? Was that the thing with Kanye that he did? Uh, no, this is 05. It was way before okay. Kanye. Right. Uh, Bruno and the Chili Peppers in 2014, which I was a big fan of the Bruno show. I, I, I did like that one a lot. And the the uh, Flea or whatever his name is yep. coming out, like that yep. was good. Yep. Uh, U2 in 2002, The Weekend at 16. Oh, so he landed like in the middle. Yep. Bruce Springsteen in 09. Springsteen Boys, was a good show. Really good show. Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson, Martha Reeves, Temptations, and Queen Latifah in 98. Don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Man, they had a bunch of people. Patti LaBelle, Tony, ben- Tony Bennett, Arturo Sandoval, Tendi- Teddy Pendergrass, and Miami Sound Machine in- at 13. The Black Eyed Peas. See, I thought the Black Eyed Peas was that trash. Was I thought that was trash. No, that's, that's 12. Good. Fucking J-Lo and Shakira, <laughs> number 11. Here's yep. your top 10. I'm just going to speed run these. Ready? Let me let me think about it for a second, right? right. So we said the Who, right? The Who's off the list. Yep. So you know you know Prince has to be on there. You know I mean Beyonce has to be on there. I would assume Prince. I would assume Prince is probably top three. That that's the one that I was thinking like they might shaft a little bit based on how this list is gone. But Prince, and then it's like literally raining when it's saying like they're in the Purple Rain song. I mean you can't fucking make it up. Yeah. But Beyonce doing the cover best of you. Come on, son. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so we know at least like four or five that are going to be on here. Yep. So I'm 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 staring at number ten right now is Lady Gaga, which Gaga's performance good really good. Yeah, she her, her jumping on top off of the stadium. Yeah, jumping off the stadium, pretty cool. Okay. Uh, MJ in '93. Yep. Uh, Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars making another comeback. See, I hate Coldplay, so I I can't stand that one. Uh, Janet Jackson, Timberlake, Jessica Simpson, Kid Rock, Nelly P. Diddy. I mean, that was a stacked show. Was it aside- MJ? MJ was dead during that, right? Correct. Because that was like 07, 08? No, it was 04. He, he died in what? No. I don't think he was he dead die? quite yet. He wasn't dead yet. Um, okay, number seven. Number six, Diana Ross in 96. Uh, okay. Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, and Missy Elliott. This this list is weird because I thought Katy Perry was absolutely awful. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Uh, Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly in 2001. That was a good show. Beyonce and Destiny's Child was pretty good, 2013. Yep. Uh, Madonna, LMFAO, Nicki Minaj, CeeLo Green. Again, I thought was absolute Ma- ass. Madonna was garbage. She was Yeah, it's number two, and then, yeah, Prince is number one. So, I mean, I don't know that I would trust this list, I guess, because this is pretty bad. I, I think for the list and how that shook out, the weekend at 16 probably is okay. Yeah, uh, I, I'm... Hold on, let me just scroll through this really quick. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to read this one. I just want to look. Got to give a got to give a shout out to Bruce Arians, who I didn't know this until after the Super Bowl. Uh, first, his whole coaching staff, all black and women. Yeah, all his major coaches are black and women. That's pretty impressive. Pretty cool, so, right? Shout, shouts outs to Bruce Arians. Um, did you see that? Uh, you know, if you didn't think that YouTube was a was a player in this league, did you see the stats that Mr. Beast, the famous YouTuber? beat out the big game as far as average viewership. Uh-uh. I don't even know who Mr. Beast is. Okay. You don't do, you don't do a ton of YouTube though. Like, I I mean I do, but I, I I don't I have my very niche channels that I like. So like as far as YouTube goes in America, there's PewDiePie and then there's Mr. Beast, right? Uh, so Okay. So the 
the Super Bowl this year had a total viewing of 93 million people, right? Sure. Households or whatever. Mr. Beast's average weekly viewer count is 93 million. So, like, if you didn't think that YouTube was big, right, that, that just puts it into perspective. 93 million people watched the Super Bowl, the biggest game on the planet of the year, and a YouTuber, a fucking squirrely kid from, you know, central central United States that just gives away money and cars and houses and all kinds of shit, he's averaging 94 million views viewers a week. So Gross. I mean, that, that just puts it into perspective. Gross. Uh, um, so I will say really quick, this I pulled up another list, Rolling Stone, and I yeah. will say uh, their top three, two of the three are the same from the other list. Number one is still Prince. Number three, still be, still Beyonce and Destiny's Child. So Okay. Uh, let's go through the Hall of Famers real quick. We got Peyton Manning joining the Hall of Fame. I, you uh, know did, what I love most about these video, the, the, the Hall of Fame stuff is the videos. The, the of, dude surprising him. Yeah, super good. Yeah, th- those are always good. The The Peyton Manning one was not nearly as good. Th- this year they weren't as good because of COVID. They were really particular about adhering to COVID. Uh, but the, the Peyton Manning one was pretty good. They pranked him into thinking, you know, hey, we're doing a thing for your charity. And then out comes uh, What's-His-Name from Canton. Letting know he's getting invited into the Hall of Fame. Super good. Uh, so you got Peyton Manning, uh, Charles Woodson, former defensive back, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, which this is this one was surprising to me that Calvin is Johnson it? got in. Why? Well, be, because he didn't play that long and he never won a playoff game. Yeah, but he's Calvin Johnson and he's like fucking amazing. Yeah, but like him stacked up next to other receivers. Like he's he's obviously a, a Hall of Famer, I think, but like first flight, like right right in the door Hall of Famer. I don't I don't know, man. Like I mean, look at look at his. I mean, I got, his a, I got his career stats right here. Games, Come, 135 games, reception, okay. 731, 11,000 yards, 83 touchdowns. Yeah, but what does that compare to like Terrell Owens or Chris Carter or Jerry Rice or? Uh, Andre Reed or Tim Brown. Like, I mean, you're talking about like fucking Hall of Famers here, and wide receiver is the biggest gap in the Hall of Fa- in the Hall of Fame. There's tons of wide receivers on the backlog. Like, I don't know that Calvin Johnson really should have got it comparatively to some of these other guys. So, but... and this is an NFL list, and I, I'm sorry, I'm full of lists tonight, and I don't have a date on when this was published, so I do apologize. Okay, this is the ten best receivers of all time on NFL.com. El- uh, Elliot Harrison is the guy that wrote this. Again, I have no date. Number Elliot ten, Harrison's a good guy. Number ten, Raymond Berry, Baltimore Colts, fifty-five yeah. to sixty-seven. Number Back nine, Marvin Harrison from ninety-six to two thousand eight. Number eight, Calvin Johnson. For the Detroit Lions from 2007 to 2015, Larry Fitz, Terrell Owens, Steve uh, Steve Largent, uh, Lance Allworth, Randy Moss, Don Hudson, and the Goat, Jerry Rice. So Terrell Owens isn't on that list. I just said To. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say To is a six. Okay, and yeah, I heard Moss on there too. So yeah. But maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm fucking thinking backwards and I'm hating. I don't know. But well, I think I think you're just I, I think you're discounting it because of literally how little he played. Seven years, eight years. Yeah. He, here you go. Here, here's a stat line in this little blurb about him. Ready? Th- this mm-hmm. should be enough for you. He posted a 1300 yard season with 12 touchdowns for a fucking 0 and 16 team in 2008. I remember that. I- I mean, come it's on. Only, it's it was only Dan, to go and, and Dan Orlovsky was the guy throwing the football. Come on, Tony. Like, 
That right. is nuts. I mean, listen, That's the a, guy's in. So who am I? He's in. I know. I'm just letting you know. Megatron, definitely, definitely in. Charles Woodson got his. I think Charles that's Woodson's well overdue. Dope. Well overdue. I love Charles Woodson. Uh, John Lynch got in, which love I think John is Lynch. well overdue too. Yep. X, uh, uh, X Denver then, Bronco. X I mean, there's, there is Dude. nobody that exemplifies the NFL quite like Peyton Manning. So that that's a slam, slam dunk. As much as I was a Peyton Manning hater growing up because he yeah. beat my Broncos often, I, I love and adore Peyton Manning, something fierce. And I am so happy to see him get put into the Hall of Fame. Let's move over and switch gears. We got lots of gaming news to, uh, this week, so we got we got to get going here. CD Projekt Red was hackedy hackedy. Uh, they confirmed on their Twitter. This was kind of bizarre. They just came out on Twitter and said, "Hey, we got fucking hacked, uh, and we got ransom ransom hacked." So some some hackers got into CJ product CD Project CD Project Red. Yeah, boy, I'm just having a hard time here after uh, after this gingerbread stout beer that's. 10.9% alcohol fucking me up. Right. Um, and they stole the source code for game, a lot of games, among them The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 77. We've talked about hacks before on this podcast and how a source code is kind of like the ultimate, like that is everything that's ever been about your game, right? So in it's the, the entire concern, foundation of what your game is built on. Right. And the concern is that your, your source code ultimately includes everything that was planned or made it or not planned for your game into production. So the concern is like, you know, oh, it's not that, oh, well, somebody's going to go out there and replicate this game. That that can happen with the source code. But it's more about the idea that, like, say that somebody dissects that source code and you find out that in CJ in uh, CD Projekt Red's cyberpunk game that there was a planned story arc about, like, maybe going and killing a gay character. Right. Or, or something crazy like that, right? Didn't make it to production. And without that source code, you'd never see it hit the light of day. But somebody steals your source code and you find out, oh, there was, there was going to be a huge gay bashing event in this. Or there was going to be a massive racist thing in our game or, you know, shit like that. So that's always the risk that you run. But, hey, CD Projekt Red did not – they didn't give in to these people. and. Nope. They sold it on the dark web. They sold it on the dark web. So it couldn't can't be that bad. They must not feel like they have much to lose based on how bad that game sold and the class action lawsuits that are coming against them. I think it's nuts that somebody would like to go to this length to continue to shit on a, a, a studio that is already feeling it because of how bad of the game they put out. That right. really sucks, but it will be more interesting to see what, if anything happens with the source code. Uh, I don't, I mean, you don't really think I, anything's going to no, happen, right? No, but it would be interesting to see if something does. Okay. Uh, moving on here from Polygon.com, uh, Pokemon and Nintendo dropped this crazy trailer the other day. Did you see this? Super weird trailer. Just out of nowhere, you get a you get a, a trailer of Post Malone getting ready for a concert, and he Steps pulls out through. a Pokeball. Yep. It's fucking it weird, digitized. right? Digitized. Digitized. So Nintendo's getting into this virtual concert business, and for Nintendo Day, Nintendo Anniversary Day, celebrating 25 years, on February 27th, there's going to be a digital concert of Post Malone. You mean Pokemon Day? Pokemon Day, right. Well, it's their 25th anniversary, though. Yeah, you said Nintendo, though. Yeah, Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon, Pokemon 25th anniversary. Yep. Big concert, super excited. Um, and, and to go along with it, they're also doing Pokemon Happy Meals. And yeah, those, that's going rage crazy, Wait, man. Super viral because people are like buying all the Pokemon packs. I've seen McDonald's videos of people like, going to McDonald's and buying. Um, I think it's I think it's 150 
meals. They're not getting the food. They're just literally paying for the Happy Meal. And they're giving you an entire box of these Pokemon toys and cards. Right. Um, Yeah, it's It's going crazy. And, you know, Pokemon's viral, dude. It's never been more, uh, more, I don't even know what the word is, financially feasible? I mean, I got, I think you got is, Charizards getting sold for half a million dollars. So, I mean, that's yeah, where I mean, we're at. This, this guy's got 25th anniversary promo booster pack, 150 packs selling on eBay, one, or $810. Yeah. I mean. Come on. And it only costs $500 to actually buy them. Yep. Retail so, $1.99. Yeah. I mean, it's going crazy, <laughs> but. It's nuts. Then uh, Game Game Freak and Pokemon, whoever's the Pokemon company. It's still Game Freak, yeah. I would think, right? They haven't uh, sold the, that po- off, right? the Pokemon company, yeah. Yeah. They're uh, doing this virtual concert. That's kind of like in the that midst of like the Travis Scott Fortnite type stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of what everybody's doing, but the whole digitized version, I wonder if that's going to be the concert because that would be kind of interesting if it was just a animated posty the whole time. It, it's always these weird artists. Like Post Malone falls into that category where he's just like, he's fucking out there eccentric as fuck, like just a weird guy. Like th- this is the kind of guy you get to do this kind of thing, right? Pretty, pretty excited. Um, I'm gonna move this other one down. We got we got some TV and movie news coming up that kind of coincides a little bit with sure. um, gaming news, but um, you know we'll we'll just wrap all these in because unfortunately, I think a lot of these these are all. Some live editing happening right now. There is, you know, because I'm I'm bad at I'm bad at life here, bud. But it's fine. I, I'm not gonna apologize. Um, how about Riot Games? So so here's the thing about Riot. Like I I know you're pulling this up now. Riot has been in trouble with most of this stuff, and they've done so much shit. Yeah. For years. Yeah. So this is kind of comeuppance. Um. From a a, a couple year battle. Uh, so the, the headline is a former employee sues Riot Games CEO for sexual harassment and discrimination. Via um, IGN.com. This is uh, Nicole Laurent made multiple sexual solicitations to a former assistant uh, and then retaliated when she refused. So, again, this has happened a while back. Um, so th- there's a lot of details you can get into if you if you want to. Um, what's what's weird about this is, is that, that it's Nicola Laurent and his. Sorry, N- Nicola. I said Nicole. Nicolo. Yeah, Nicolo Laurent, and he was sexually harassing or soliciting his former assistant, Sharon O'Donnell. Um, and yeah, and Riot's just got us, like, they got the, the, the skeletons in the closet. Oh, yeah. They have got nothing but, uh, I mean, there's, there's just controversy between not wanting to hire um, y- you women, know, women, gay, lesbian, fucking home, whatever, trans. It doesn't matter. Like, they've always had this weird stigma of, like, they're the company that doesn't want to hire any LGBTQ uh, people. people at all, uh, wrongfully terminating people if they don't get their way. Um, and this, uh, the Sharon O'Donnell um, was wrongfully terminated, terminated back in 2020. So not, uh, not surprising that this is finally kind of coming down. The hammer should have been swinging a while ago. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, riot, not the place that seems to be very, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. They, I mean, fuck this place. To, they employees staged a walkout in 2019. They talked about it at, at E3 2019 with the giant bomb guys. Um, they tried to settle with a, a, a lawsuit to pay 10 million in damages. Um, because it, yeah, it, and it mean, got withdrew because it was too low. Like Riot has done some shit, and they've tried to just buy their way out of it, and it's not 
it's not going to go that way. And they, they reinvested a few years back, like maybe five ish years back. They went and they poached quite a few people from around the industry to come in and work on like League of Legends and some other games like Greg Street from Blizzard. Chris Metzen was dealing with them. And so like here you are now and it's just these guys aren't happy to even be working there, you know. And now all this other stuff's coming out, and it's like Jesus Christ, kind of a kind of a bad deal. I mean, but they're but they've got these beloved games, League of Legends, huge esports following. Valorant came out this past year, and that's that's been like on fire, right? So it's what do you, what do you do? You you play the games you love, and just kind of like let let the court of public opinion deal with these guys. I mean, it it just kind of seems however you want to run it, right? For me, um, I think the biggest thing you got to remember is. This is a ship that's on fire, and you got you got to get off of it. Granted, yeah, Riot makes some pretty badass games, um, right. but they need to be held accountable for the ways that they treat people and have treated people in the past. And so, I hope that this, if this guy gets fired and there is some, you know, he gets removed, and maybe Riot can start in a new direction. I mean, Tencent, who owns them, I really hope puts you know, the foot on them to get some shit figured out because yeah, it makes them a lot of money, but I just, you can't keep a guy like that employed. Next story comes to us from the verge.com. And uh, I know, I just want to ask you if you want to start playing Fortnite. I, I, I still don't 60, 60 FPS, 4k on the PlayStation five. Still don't. What, what about if you can play on a light bike? Uh, from Tron, from Tron Legacy, baby. Okay. Uh, the the reaches of Fortnite and Epic Games expand further. What about is the music is the Daft Punk themes going to get put into Fortnite? Because then I might be interested. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Epic Games to big dick it like that, but uh, that's not what I'm reading here. Oh well, then I'm not in yet. Once they put the music in, I might be back in. Dude, I mean, no, nothing safe for, for Fortnite, man. They, they're, they're, there's they're just nothing safe. Absolutely not. I mean, it just continues and not, not even like not even video games anymore. You got TV shows and movies and all kinds of stuff. So um, it's just epic games. You kind of thought Fortnite was like on on the decrease, right? Like 2019 into when Warzone came out, like Fortnite was kind of on the ropes. I don't know about the ropes, but it definitely seemed like there was a downturn. Right. But they're doing better than ever, man. Ain't that wild? Yeah, man. I just still oh making boy. still making like a billion dollars a month. Good for him. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, Epic, uh, ride it out. Just ride it out. Got to talk a little bit about uh, stocks and cryptocurrency. Tesla, big dick in it with one point five billion dollars in Bitcoin that they purchased this past past week as well as announcing that they are going to start accepting Bitcoin as official payment if you want to buy a Tesla and Bitcoin. This is definitely your realm. I mean, you've you've dabbled, and I, I don't want to get too deep into the woods here with uh, with what you're talking about. But, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely some words to be had about the cryptocurrency world and where it is now compared to where it was 10 years ago um, right. or even five years ago at this point, right? So... Tesla being that company that is buying cryptocurrency, not a surprise because I think Elon Musk is just fucking nuts. He's on it, dude. Um, but but he is like the dude is smart as fuck. So if he's buying in, buy in. He he's big into crypto himself. But think about this. I mean, 
crypt, cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, is at close to an all-time high. It's at nearly $48,000 per Bitcoin. So, like, if you got one Bitcoin, like, imagine that you just want to go buy a Tesla. And you're like, let me just give you a Bitcoin. Like, think that's fucking mind-blowing to me that you're like, I'll trade you one Bitcoin for this Tesla. Right. And think about it from from Tesla's standpoint, right? This is a this is a big investment because say that you do buy a Tesla with a Bitcoin. If you buy a Tesla, say, say it's $45,000, right? That's just $45,000. Money, as far as that's concerned, doesn't heavily appreciate or depreciate. As a matter of fact, it kind of depreciates over time with inflation. But a Bitcoin, that could go up to 60, 70, 80, could go up to $150,000. You don't even know. So yeah, you don't know. Tes- from Tesla's standpoint, it's almost like you're trading a stock for a car, which is, it's crazy to think that we're at that point in, in our life. It, it's, as we continue to progress down the, the road of the future, right? Like right. Mo- money is such a, a weird thing. Like money's fake. All, it's all fake. So why not add some, some weird fakeness with this cryptocurrency stuff? Yeah. But at the end of the day, as we continue to rely heavily, more and more heavily on technology, this makes sense that there is a, a, a currency that is truly born and bred of the internet. The, the thing that is big about this story and why people are latching onto it so heavily is because until now, there was nothing of substance and import, importance that you could buy with Bitcoin. So realistically, you would invest in Bitcoin and yeah, the cost has like gone through the roof the last couple of years, right? But you're still, if you want to actually quote unquote, see the money there, you got to sell your Bitcoin and put it into dollars, right? Right. But now you don't have to. I mean, this is like the first major step that this actual coin, this digital currency means that you have wealth and that you can buy something, right? Until now, it's like I can just use like micro fractions of my Bitcoin to buy certain things on the internet. But now you can buy a car and anything Tesla provides, and pretty soon that's going to be things like trips to the fucking outer space, right? Like in a rocket ship. Yeah, you're not wrong. So like this is one of the first major things that has happened where it's like this cryptocurrency means that you have wealth. And I keep avoiding the term money because it's not real it's not money. The, it's not the same thing. It's literally right. just like you have to like bring that into your brain that cryptocurrency is not the same as money. Money is a yeah. US dollar currency. Cryptocurrency is just different, man. But it is not. It is not money. On the heels of this uh, Tesla buy-in for Bitcoin, there was rumors that Apple's looking to invest ten billion dollars in Bitcoin as well. <coughs> um, and with Tesla just buying that one point five billion, the the price of cryptocurrency just from their buy order uh, for Bitcoin it went up like $7,000 in one day. So imagine that you're just you're just riding the Bitcoin train, you don't know anything that's going on with Tesla, and say you got a couple bitcoins and they just drop 1.5 billion into the bucket and they instantly made you, you know, 8, 9, 10, $20,000 depending on how much you own. Right. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's I made, a lot, it's a lot, a lot of money to be playing with. I I own some Ethereum and which is a smaller a smaller version of uh a cryptocurrency, but it's heavily dependent on the trends of Bitcoin. And like when that happened, I, I made immediately like seven or 800 bucks. So, cause ETH, uh, Ethereum immediately went up right alongside Bitcoin. So it's kind of just a weird, weird deal, man. We're living in weird times where I'm beginning to see money is less and less valuable, to be honest with you. I used to think like, I just want to hold on to my money and I want to have it in the bank or I want to keep it in my safe at, at my house. But now I'm like, why not have my money make money? 
if you've got the money to be able to try and make money with it and are comfortable enough with what you have, I'm way for it. I just don't have the balls to do it myself. Yeah, I feel you on that. It's tough. Scary game out there. True. Um, TV or movie news. This is where we got a lot. So I said games. There's a lot. Then, here. I, then I moved some shit. But uh, HBO Max has announced uh, that it is greenlighting some new adult animated shows, including some spinoffs of Scooby-Doo. Yep. Uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery. Excuse me. The Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. Gang. I'm not even sure what that means. The, the, Mr. Inc. is just the, the crew, man. I mean, it's, oh, okay. it, it's, Sh- it's Shaggy, Scooby, Velma, Fred, and uh, boy, why am I going to blank on her name? What's what's the broad's name? Not oh. Velma, but the redhead. Uh, Daphne. Daphne. Thank you. Sarah Michelle Gellar. That, 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 is, that is the Mystery Inc. crew. Uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get teen uh, teen drama clone high. Well, you, you didn't you didn't you didn't hit the nail on the head here. The, wow. the Scooby Doo spinoff is just about Velma. Oh, is that okay? It's just about Velma, which is pretty cool. And Velma being uh, voiced by the executive producer Mindy Kaling. That'd be all right. That is pretty cool. Ten well, episodes. I could I could definitely see Mindy Kaling Kaling being a Velma type. A good Velma. Yeah. Uh, So you got Clone High, which is just a high school kind of drama based on historic figures. Um, And then it's a revival that Clone High had already come out before. Correct. Yeah. These are these are things that uh, properties that we already know. And then you've got a a new series called Close Enough, which is an animated kind of adult sitcom. You know, Bob's Burger meets Family Guy meets Archer kind of crossover situation. Okay. All right. So there, there you go. HBO Max bring in the heat. Bringing the, I mean, they they've got the money, so why not just you got to keep people coming back? True that. How about this next one? You want to take that? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I sent you this one. So for for everything for what it's worth, Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad was interesting. It was different. It was, was kind of out, out of the box. Um, it, it was had, as out there as Heath Ledger's Joker, but it just didn't work as well. Well, no, it just no, no, it was. It was Heath Ledger's Joker, but for the the current culture, right? It had mm. the undercut. It had the grill. It had the tattoos. Like, it was, if Post Malone gave himself an undercut and and threw white face paint on himself and dyed his hair green, that that is what that Joker is from, from Suicide Squad. Now, right. Zack Snyder, and, and God love him for this because there should not be a world where we have any version of Batman movies where we don't have some sort of Joker tie in, in my opinion, I'm not saying Mm. immediately, but if you have how many Batman movies that they make with Ben Affleck three, three and no Joker, none, right? You make one movie. I understand, right? I'm not saying Robert Pattinson needs to go right to the Joker, but you give me three movies with the same Batman and you don't meet his absolute arch nemesis. That seems like a missed opportunity, especially when you bring him in the Clown Prince of Crime in a different movie and don't have them intersect, right? Yeah. So the idea here is he brought Jared Leto back in, kind of reworked his version of the Joker from Suicide Squad to at least give him, it sounds like just one scene in this new Justice League where you're in the future, uh, the future. Dystopian Batman area where he's basically having this conversation of the Joker and the Joker's just kind of telling him how it is and what it is. And the two photos released this week show a completely different Jared Leto Joker that 
kind of got me rocked up. Like this is supposed to be some sort of like dreamscape Joker, right? Some like Correct. figment of Batman's imagination kind of thing. So it makes sense that he's a little different, and that sort of gives them the creative outlet to make him not, not all the face tattoos and shit like that. I'm a little surprised that they even brought Joker, that they even brought Jared Little back after the absolute backlash that he got from cast and crew on Suicide Squad. Like for how fucked up he was, how fucking meta he was doing it, like sending them dead animals and like cutting himself with knives and like crazy shit like that. You know, this seems, especially with one scene, it seems like you can get into that character meta it up for the, however many shots it's going to take to record this and move on. I will say the long hair, the makeup, it does way more justice to who we know to be the Joker character than we had, than, than he did before. Um, And man, let me tell you that second photo that they've got up here on Vanity Fair, kind of, kind of scary right yeah. like he's a yeah. little really menacing um and I'm, I'm there for it like this is it got me hyped i i like the idea this is despite the fact that joker has been how many actors have played joker in five? our lifetime five I jack say five caesar uh heath jared mark hamill walking Mark walking. Yeah. Walking. So six, at least six. We probably, we're probably missing somebody along the way, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that for a character that they've been doing again and again and again, I don't know that we've ever really seen a take on him that he's like kind of a figment of an imagination or like a manifestation of Batman's brain kind of deal, you know? So maybe we get a Joker that's a little less crazy than Jared Leto's Joker, but like equally impactful. You know what I mean? I am just excited to see whatever it is there. Even with one scene, it might just, and and you know what? At the end of the day, I know they're doing a different Batman with Robert Pattinson, but I'm open to the idea that if this works, that you just bring him into that fold as well. I love a good Robert Pattinson. I mean, but because uh, if you told me, like, if you said it's either Joaquin Phoenix's Joker or Jared Leto of this version Joker, even without seeing this Jared Leto Joker, I might vote that one. It, it is so weird that some of these Jokers just don't feel like they could intermatch intermatch with some of the other jo- like the other worlds, right? Like, I, right. I could never see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Based on yeah. what it sounds like we're getting. Right. Or even, yeah. even Ben right. Affleck's Batman. You know, it's just like right. they're in different worlds here, you know? Completely different worlds. I mean, the real multiverse is happening over in DC, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. You mean Marvel? No, 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 no. In DC. DC is the real multiverse with how many Jokers that they have and Batmans. That they yeah, have. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, who's doing the actual multiverse? Oh, 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 oh. See what I'm doing here? No, they're not, though, right? I mean, they're not. Well, yeah, they're not, but sure sounds like they are. But Tom Holland says they're not. Yeah, but but they are, right? Like, there's no way that you introduce the same J. Jonah Jameson and then you you have the movie Docker Strange Madness in the Multiverse and not have, and yeah, you're not bringing back the same Doc Ock. You're not bringing back Electro. There's just no fucking way, bud. What we're talking about here via ScreenRant.com, along with a lot of other places, is that Tom Holland came out this week in, on Twitter and he says, nah, T- Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield? Not a Fuck chance. Fuck them motherfuckers, man. They yeah. ain't in. They ain't yeah. in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. This Most is a big rumor. This is a big rumor that was never confirmed a couple months ago that we talked about where 
that is apparently what Spider-Man 3 is going to be about, is all of the Spider-Mans are coming back together in the multiverse, along with the old cast of villains from the from the, the multiverse movies here. They're and doing a lot Tom of action Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, Tom Holland's just like out there bullshitting, right? I mean... Gotta be. Absolutely, right? I mean, listen, because... Here's 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 how the, here's how I envision this because supposedly this mo- this movie's coming out this year and I don't believe that I'm guessing it's going to get pushed next year, but mm. I'm guessing we get a trailer come summertime and the trailer is going to be normal 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 and then at the end of it we're going to get a little either I, I, it's got to be Tobey Maguire right like you don't lead with Andrew Garfield but the end of that the stinger <laughs> of that trailer is Tobey Maguire right like that's got to be it I had or like the, this or is it vision Kirsten Dunst or is it Kirsten Dunst. That'd be awesome to have her as MJ. Or um, or what he, or if you send me a trailer that is just scenes out of those original movies and just redone with Andrew Garfield and Zendaya. Like you give me the scene in the rain where he's hanging upside down and making out with Zendaya. It's and it's like intersecting the fact that it's sure. You know what I mean? Like that would be cool. I, I thought it would be really cool, like in my brain, right? I'm not a director, but I thought it would be kind of cool if they did like really close up kind of like fast paced action shots of like swinging through Manhattan. Um, and you're just like so close that you're not seeing faces or anything, but you just like you're, you're zooming through on the spider webs and you keep getting flashes of the different suits. Right. You know what I mean? So it's yep. like, but you're not showing Garfield, you're not showing McGuire or give me a, like if you want to be funny, which is what Marvel's kind of about these days yeah. is good humor. Just give me, give me Tom Holland Walking down the street, doing the whole like finger guns the fin- dance, because yeah, <laughs> yes. that was from Spider-Man Three. Three. Yeah, so yeah. like that would be. There is a cool way to do this trailer if this is what we're gonna get. Like yeah. all three MJ's together, all three Spideys together, and being like, wait, what? Like this doesn't this doesn't work. You know, I guess there was no MJ and or was there? She was. No, was Gwen. No, no, no. I'm saying in the Andrew Garfield ones, it was it was Gwen Stacy, right? No MJ. No MJ, it was Gwen Stacy, yeah, and then she yeah. got rocked by she uh, got rocked Gob- by Green Gobby. Green Goblin. And Emma Stone's Emma Stone's on the cast. Yeah. I mean, she's I, locked in. This so. should be, I mean, here's, I, the expectations are building for this movie to be ridiculously good, and I'm trying to keep right. my excitement at a minimum because Spider-Man, in my opinion, second best rogues gallery to Batman. I, we had this argument. We did. A we while did. ago. Yep. And we talked, yeah, I mean. Court of Owls was a big one. I remember. I think that's yeah. when we talked about it. But it was. Um, yeah, Spider Man's got got a list of, of folks. super good. You know, you know what's funny? They're not bringing back. What's that? <laughs> Tover Grace's Venom. Man, Whew, what a bad choice. Yeah, no kidding. He was awful. Especially, I mean, maybe if Tom Holland or not Tom Holland, Tom Hardy wasn't a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At this point, you have Tom Hardy, who's like. Venom, you know, what yeah, I mean? like that's that's the guy um, that that is Venom. And talk about multiverse, like real life multiverse. You can't get Tom Holland and Tom Hardy together, different companies, right? So right. it's like somebody's gonna have to do the paperwork on that one to make that happen, right? Uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, who is owned by Disney, uh, we got to talk about a little Disney Plus news. I cannot believe this article that I'm seeing on The Verge. Disney Plus hits nearly 95 million subscribers which is beating its goal, its four-year goal. They wanted to have 95 million subscribers within four years. They're beating that in 14 months. Not a surprise, man. I mean, they, like, could you have predicted the success of Mandalorian? I, I couldn't have. There's no um, way I could have. No, I, mem- I remember we were really hyped for it, but 
I mean, we didn't think it was going to be like Game of Thrones huge. And, and could we have, could we have predicted how good uh, uh, fucking WandaVision was going to be? No, no, you're right. So makes sense, right? Not to mention they've had some good like outside of Star Wars, they've had some good stuff. Couple I mean, good original movies. You got Mulan that dropped on there to buy, and then was is now free on there. Uh, you yeah. have that upcoming Raya and the Last Dragon, which I think looks excellent. By the way, definitely that's good. dropping on there for you know paid, and then going to be free later on. And um, listen, in a pandemic, when people got little kids at home when they're working, listen, Frozen, Frozen Two, Moana, Moana. Godsend, yeah, right? That, you that, you are. That, asking disney to take 50 dollars a month from you at that point at the end of the day like we make i make lunch with the kids and or for for hadley now because the other ones are at school and she's like dad can i watch frozen 2 and it's just it's a constant rotation of frozen frozen 2 or moana that's it right that's that's all there is to it but hey not to mention what doesn't is not included in this and was not included in disney's like earnings calls or anything is like what What's the revenue here, right? Because 95 million subscribers, well, you, you've given it out to a lot of people, right? To Verizon subscribers. You give it out to people that have like Warner Cable and like Viacom and stuff like that. So it's like, what's your like actual people that signed up for it willingly kind of stat? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, what, what are you really bringing in here? And the the article makes some note here that um, Disney is bundled with like Hulu and ESPN Plus, right? In certain categories, and those services have had huge increases. Um, and ESPN Plus is at twelve point one million subscribers. So the thought here is that under twelve million people of this ninety five million are from unlimited plans on Verizon. So you're kind of like kind of doing some some loose math, but a healthy chunk, dude, are just. I mean, talk about money, 95 million times 12 bucks a month, right? Or I mean, whatever it is, 10 bucks a month. Or, or, or even if you're paying the $6 a month, it's still a shit ton of money. That's uh, Do the math on that. That's nearly a billion dollars a month just in over, like, it's it's no wonder, right, that companies like this cannot afford to produce original content or can at, afford to produce it. At what point does Disney Plus bump their, bump their normal price, though? It, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like a very Disney thing to do. They're like the largest company in the fucking world, so right, six just, bucks a month. I mean, that's a that's a that's a steal, though. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are like signing up for the the thirteen dollars a month. Hulu yeah. Hulu jumped up nearly fifteen million subscribers in the last year. So I mean, yeah, I mean, that's I got gotta Hulu, be from this bundle, right? I got the Hulu dollar a month deal. Um, if I if I ever choose to decide to get a new phone within the next couple of months, I'll get that right. year free of ESPN, Hulu, and Disney. So. A um, little bit, little bit more TV news. You got the Powerpuff Girls. You watch this when you were young, Powerpuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bo- bubbles, blossom, bubbles, butter, and buttercup. buttercup. Uh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-huh-
Use uh, our code DTS. Yeah. Use our code Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Uh, Live CW. action Powerpuff Girls. That this is probably going to be like dog shit, but like yeah, I mean yeah. you know I'm well, in it's going to turn it. into like the weirdest shit of all time. Like the weirdest. Like, most of the CW live action stuff is just so out there. The Powerpuff Girls are so off. Like, I'm trying to think of like how to explain it. Like we talked about Scooby Doo earlier, right? And at least in Scooby Doo, they look like regular humans. Correct. The Powerpuff Girls and nothing in that show looks like regular human, right? No. So how and does their, this really get nemesis is a is a monkey? Is a monkey, yeah. So, so. listen. The CW, though. Mojo Jojo, my Mo- motherfucker. Mojo Jojo, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then you got you got the dad with the hat thing. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the mayor with the phone. Yep. yep. And you the got, you got Chemical dude. X. That's what made them the Powerpuff Girls, yes. Sugar, spice, and everything nice, baby. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But, you know, the CW's got a track record of, like, some pretty good low-key shows. Flash, yeah. Smallville. They got the Superman and... Uh, Green Arrow uh, seemed to be do, do, Green Arrow do was really good. You got the, you got the Superman Archie and seems to be doing. Show. Archie seems to be doing good business for them, even though how weird that show is. Right. So, I mean, hey, you know, give them, give, Maybe. give them a shot, you know? Maybe. It's licensed through Warner Brothers, too. So, you know, Warner Brothers kind of got a pedigree. Yeah, they're, they're gonna want. They're gonna want to make sure the show is at least okay. Right? Uh, didn't the CW was that Gotham that they had too? Yeah, they've got. Uh, they've got no Gotham was Fox, but CW has Batwoman. That's right. okay. There you go. So there's some there's some credibility here. So we'll sure. see what happens. A um, little bit of a uh, little bit of controversial news here, going along. Right, I guess we should have talked about this with uh, with the Disney news. Lucasfilms fires the Mandalorian star Gina Carano. Um, after she made some offensive social media posts, this is via CNN.com. How'd this, how'd this news hit you, right? Not a surprise because she has been, uh, saying some ridiculously over the top, stupid shit for a couple of years. Right. And this all started, I want to say last year where she, she's very, I don't don't know my wings. She really white, right wing. She is. Yeah. Really, really white, right wing says some shit. The, The tweets I think that got her in trouble this time was, she compared the hatred she gets on online to how the Jews must have felt with the Nazis. And that's just like, how fucking stupid do you have to be to even yeah. go there? Where do you get that connection? She basically said that the ridicule that modern day Republicans are getting for their religious and political beliefs is the same as Jews got by the Nazis. From the right? Nazis, yeah. Uh, and then that's, that's bad enough, right? But then last year she was... She was on an anti-mask, anti-vax kick Kick. on social media, uh, basically ridiculing masks and their effectiveness and all that stuff. Very anti-science. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I think the important thing that's come up on social media about this is a lot of people are like saying, oh, well, you know, free, free speech, freedom of speech, First Amendment, all that stuff. Like, listen, fucking people, understand before you start talking, don't sound ignorant. The First Amendment protects you against the persecution of your government against your free speech. Ain't nobody talking about the fucking government here, okay? She's not being brought up on criminal felony government charges, okay? She's not she's not a state's witness and shit. She got fired from a privately owned company. That is about as constitutional as the shit gets. I think the she, thing for me here is she had to know she was digging her own grave a long time ago. And absolutely. The, the fact of the matter is she was like well on her way to getting her own spinoff and getting like probably a buku dollars. Yeah. And, 
and I'm not saying that she shouldn't have her own views. I, I I'm really not say have your own views, but I am here to say that if you know for a fact you're gonna say some shit that probably isn't gonna go over well, you might right. just want to shut the fuck up. Yeah, especially if you're in, if you're in the limelight here. Like this is not people are out here screaming cancel culture, cancel culture. No, no, no. Listen, motherfucker, this is consequence culture. Okay, you're a, an actress. You're paid by a private company. You say some stupid shit that doesn't line up with their beliefs and values. You get fired. That's how the fucking. That's how a capitalist environment works it's an at-will employment you can't go out there spouting about anti-vax anti-mask uh anti-science and then top it off with a little bit of uh you know semitic uh conversation yeah. and think you're good to go I, I there's a few tweets that i saw um let me see if i can pull up a couple of them um there's a couple of tweets that i saw that were pretty funny of like just her getting trashed and and fired um, right eric goldman who used to work for uh, let's see this. Is this Eric Goldman? I don't know if this is Eric, right. Eric Goldman of Goldman and Sachs. No, Eric Goldman, who used to work for uh, IGN, and okay. I still follow him on on Twitter. Now works for Marvel. Oh no, he works for Phantom. He must have got shit can at Marvel. Sorry, um, which is kind of funny. He he had a couple good ones. I think the best one was here today. Gone Carano, which I thought oh. was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Okay. You know what? I instead appreciate of, a little dad humor. Instead of Kara Dune, she's Kara Dunn. I I said that to somebody earlier today. Uh, I didn't hear that before, but more that, like that Gina, one's an easy one. More like Gina Bigano. Okay. All right. We're getting out there. Uh, her talent agency dropped her yesterday. So, I mean, this remind, isn't probably quite... Gina Carano was literally just like she was an MMA fighter and then was on that American Gladiators reboot. Like that was yeah, it. She was a nobody before the Mando. Um, right. So, I mean, right. she clearly did not adapt to an increase in popularity very well uh, or didn't her, her agency dropped her, but she probably should have been dropping her agency. You know right. what I mean? Like if they're out there letting her say that shit without any consequence or any real PR move. But yeah, I mean, she is, most most likely going to fall into obscurity and never be really hired again for anything noticeable, right? Make that that is my assumption. She she ain't got no Emmys or Grammys or, or Oscars, so she's she's as good as useless, unfortunately, in Hollywood. I think now, right at this point, um, Agent Wu. Did you see this on Twitter from a little fallout from the Wandavision? I no, I don't think so. So you know, Agent Wu, Jimmy Wu. Yep. From the WandaVision. I don't want to spoil anything because it only has been a week since we've seen Wu. But Agent Wu, uh, who is played by, I don't know if you pull this up. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, he's rel relatively popular. Randall Park. Okay. He was okay. in Ant-Man. He's been in like The Office. He's been in a couple sitcoms. But he plays Agent Jimmy Wu in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, people loved the guy after the last couple WandaVision episodes, right? And... So Stephen Ford, who's kind of a, a director, producer, uh, guy of relatively well-renowned, he gets on Twitter and he says, like, hey, just, like, thinking, right? I've been thinking about this. Um, what if, like, Jimmy Woo got his own spinoff on Disney Plus? You know, he was he was around during, the like, the Infinity War gauntlet. Yeah. He knows all the Avengers. He was kind of like the FBI liaison for some of these Avengers. Like, I bet he would have, like, a pretty good spinoff show. And then, uh, like a
day later, he gets back on Twitter and says, hey, we might have started. That that post goes viral, by the way. It gets uh, like hundreds of thousands of retweets or whatever it is. So Stephen Ford gets back on Twitter and says, hey, I am actually, I got a call from Disney and Marvel, and I'm pitching this to him. So that, the power of Twitter here, bud. That's no shit, right? I, I don't know that personally I would see him getting his own show, but Twitter definitely wills some shit into existence. I mean, listen, if WandaVision can get a show and fucking all these places get shows, right? Right. And, and Marvel's just blowing up even more and more and more. And I think we're going to have to see like some, some more stuff that really drives people to the Marvel cinematic universe, especially if all the old heads are retiring and they're, they're moving more towards like these uh, episodic adventures than huge budget movies. I'll watch a Randall park, uh, Jimmy Woo thing. Not a problem, dude. I mean, he's probably got some cool story to connect a lot of stuff. I think I would watch the show. If it was like a one-off, I don't know that I would watch like, you know, a a whole 10 episodes. What about like a limited series? If you give me like six one episodes, or, uh, yeah, like three. I think I'm go. I'm, I think I'm in for three with all magic tricks. I I don't Jimmy. think that they're gonna dedicate an entire production to something that small. But yeah. what I think would be cool that they could do is, you know, you got these guys that like the Robert Downies and eventually the Chris Evans. Um, who are some other ones that just aren't coming back? Probably Mark Gruffalo, uh, Scarlet. Yeah, Johansson. Who's who's really not coming back from the original cast? I'm trying to like brain brain fart here. I but mean, you got like the original Avenger cast, right? Right. Hawkeye. These are these are guys and people that don't want to commit years to another movie and another role and another huge contract negotiation and like all of the media, right? They got to do the tours, they got to do the signings, they got to do all the social media, they got to do all the television shows. There's a lot that's involved in that, right? And that's why right. guys like RDJ and Chris Evans don't want to continue to do those roles. Sure. But say that you have a couple of these like shows on Disney Plus where they can just sign a small contract and do like a couple like maybe like a three or five minute spot in one of these episodes to connect some storylines. Right. I think that they're jumping at that, right? Yeah, I think so too. Throw a couple milli at them. Re- redo the redo the cast. I I could see this really being like a mechanism to engage the audience. I, I think it's more of just like a pipe dream for a character that is kind of beloved because of the randomness that that he's shown. I don't know that he has got the clout to carry a whole show. Maybe you're right. I mean, he doesn't have know. any like previous star experience. You know what I mean? Right. Or and just like, I mean, what are we watching here? Like him just walking up to everybody and pulling out his card every time. Like there it is. You know what I mean? There's the trick. The, the trick that uh, Scott Lang showed yes, him in the man showed him. Yeah, that's pretty fun, right? right? It is. I mean that that is a, the, that, like that's where it begins and ends for me. I'm like, okay, cool. Like there's uh, his that's his story arc. Um, him and Elizabeth Ols or uh, him and Cat Denning. Cat Denning, right? We're on a couple shows this week, and they were saying that, like, hey, as, as crazy as this last episode of Wanda is, it's even crazier for the last couple episodes. So, I, I, Have we got a total episode count for Wanda yet? Is it eight episodes? It is eight episodes. So we have two more, or we're, three more. Was he say we're on six right now? Six is tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, six, seven, eight, okay. So, I mean... We we have we'll, maybe we'll talk about Wandavision and the watched and played because it was kind of a crazy episode. It was, but uh, you know who can hold a cast, who can hold a show on his own. Who you think? 
Mando? Red Foreman. Red Foreman. Oh, Mando. Sorry. <laughs> Red Foreman. Red, yeah, Foreman. And Red and Kitty Foreman? Red and Kitty. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, Pedro Pascal can hold his own show. And he will, again, on HBO's The Last of Us adaptation. So here's where I'm at with this, right? Is Big dick slanging by HBO this week. So originally the rumor came out, right, that the the... The play was that it was going to be uh, uh, Mahershala Ali. And let me tell you, I love a good uh, ethnicity swap in anything because I think no, it thank makes you. sense. Really? Mm-mm. Why? Too soon, man. Too soon like, for a gender, for an ethnicity swap? No, the, the Last of Us is too recent for them just to like throw Bring a black, a black guy in. into a white dude. Like yeah. if this was a 30-year-old franchise... Maybe, right? So, so but fair like, enough, right? I, but I just think Mahershala brings a lot of star power, so I was way into it, right? And right. then they come out and they're like, no, no, no. That was a while ago we offered it to him, but he's doing Blade, which, hey, right. fuck, cool, I'm in. Uh, yep. But he's doing Blade, so he's not doing this. And I think that was kind of when the knife was getting turned of like, you better announce who it is then. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, by the way, it not only did we did we cast uh, fucking Liana Mormont or whatever the fuck her name was from Game of Thrones, the tiny the tiny Mormont <laughs> chick who was kind of right. a badass. The we also bear. we also have the Viper uh, who is playing Joel, and I think Joel is a much stronger casting than the little girl Bella um, Ramsey. Is her name? Yeah, I'm way into uh, Mando being Joel. That's super cool. Yeah, and once you saw a couple screenshots or like side by sides, you can see it immediately with, oh, with yeah. Joel and and Pedro. Like they, he's got a look about him. You know, he what does I mean? have he carries the same look. And let me tell you, like rough I, him up a little bit. And that's Joel, bud. As 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 good as Troy Baker, like is that character? I can't wait to see like what Pedro brings to that version. Um, and here's the thing, man. Like HBO just doesn't miss often, so I no. Even even if this is bad, it's still going to be pretty okay. You know what I mean? It, HBO, I would say that like quite quite literally, they don't miss. Period. Yeah. yeah. Even the shows that don't blow up to the acclaim of like The Wire or The Sopranos or Game of Thrones or Boardwalk Empire, even those shows that don't blow up that way, they get crazy Emmy nomination, Emmy right. Love, right? Like Chernobyl and The Watchmen and uh, fucking, what's the other show? True Detective. Like yep. they get crazy critic review and love. So even if this doesn't like, this is their real first go, like a real big gaming franchise though. I mean, maybe The Watchmen is like the closest thing to a franchise adaptation. Game of Thrones, I guess. I would, I would say that there's many more fans of The Watchmen than there were at Game of Thrones. Though, right right i i would say so right I, I just think that if there is a place that i would want a last of us tv show to be being developed it's definitely here is there any news on this about like how involved maybe like neil Druckmann will be or yeah i mean he's executive producing it for sure but he's trying oh, to he? yeah he's definitely there um i don't know how much okay. he's like crafting the world but there's enough source material out there that i don't know that he needs to be heavy-handed with it and i think it's more fun to see what other people do with it yeah and you mentioned Bella Ramsey, who is most famously known for her role as Liana Mormont in the Game of Thrones, is also joining the cast as Ellie. Now, the the quick overview is like, oh, they were both in Game of Thrones. That'll be cool. Well, they didn't fucking work together. They were never in a scene. Right, not even. <laughs> yeah, he was long so, dead before she was on there. Yeah, exactly. So they don't exactly have chemistry, but you know, she was pretty 
pretty little. I think she was like 14 or 15 at the time that um, she filmed Game of Thrones, which has now been like six years, seven years ago. So, you know, she's grown up um, and she she's had other semi-prominent roles in some British film and, and movies. So I think that there could be something here. I like I her am, quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm excited to just see what this plays out like. I'm interested to see if they either one or both of them can do a really effective American accent. Because, like, Pedro, not really, he's never really done an American accent. All the things that I've seen him in, Game of Thrones, Narcos, Mando, he's kind of got that Mexican accent. Um, and then Liana Mormont, uh, J- uh, Bella Ramsey, super Irish, super Scottish, Scottish accent. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in for it. Another uh, story that made some headlines this week, Borderlands, you know, the movie that they're doing. Yep, with that uh, absolute trash actor that they hired as Roland. Yeah, I know. Kevin Smith? Is that what you're talking about? If Kevin, only. Kevin Hart? If only, yeah. They hired Silent <laughs> Bob as a black Kevin dude. Kevin Smith, that'd be all right. Yeah. Uh, this movie's like, dude. this is like turning into Jumanji, man. So you got, you well, got Kevin Hart. Sure. You got Jack Black who signs on as Claptrap. That's awesome. I. I don't know why you don't just go with the original voice actor, but like I know that he had some contract and some heat between him yeah, and Gearbox for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they replaced him that in three. Yeah, yeah, they replaced him in three. So, and you have you have rumors, unfounded rumors, that The Rock might be trying to sign on as the character Brick from the original Borderlands cast. Brick too. is white, so that would make no sense. But okay, I mean he's a and, dirty fucker, and he's though. an idiot. So I could see The Rock. I mean, like. Come on, though. Yeah, I mean, the sure. Rock is brick. <laughs> I mean, if this if, if they sign the Rock on at that point, it is fucking Jumanji in Borderlands. You know what I mean? But um, I think they, they do from, also sign on Jamie Lee Curtis. As way Dr. cooler. Here. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis makes the most sense out of all of these. I, I don't exactly know how like old Tannis is in the canon of Borderlands. It seems like but I feel like Jamie 40s. Lee Curtis is like Tannis's. Grandma. Grandma. Yeah, right. she's fucking old as fuck. But Jamie Lee can can fucking act her tits off, so, like, I'm in for that. Jamie Lee in Knives Out this past year or whatever so it was. So good. Really good. And yeah. she doesn't even come off, like, that old. So. No, not at all. I think she's, she's got to be in her, what, late 50s, early 60s? Oh, no, I bet she's I bet she's in her mid to late 60s. Jamie Lee Curtis, let's check her out here. Well, let's check her out, but, you know. hey true True lies, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. She is 62, as a matter of fact. Yeah, okay. Sure. Younger than I thought. Young, yeah, younger than I thought, too. But I'm, I'm there for it. I think she's going to make a great Tannis. That'll be fun. And the new Jumanji movie, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Sure, Jumanji 3, Borderlands. <laughs> I mean, There's they're all, like, the, the game turned into a video game anyway. So, like, why wouldn't it go a video game into a video game? You know what I mean? Ke- Kevin Hart and um, The Jack Rock. Black. Oh, well, Kevin Hart and The Rock, I would say, are like the closest thing that we've had for a while to like Seth Rogen and James Franco, right? I mean, like I hate Kevin or Hart, like though, Will, so. or like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley kind of deal. Sure. I mean, when's when they're like they're like part of the pristine power couple? I would say at this point, when don't you think? I don't know, man. Rock and Kevin Hart have done like six movies together. It's not a fan, buddy. I'm just not a fan. All right. I'm let's not forget Kate Blanchett is playing Lilith. Like, let's not forget that. Oh That'll be yeah, good we did too. talk about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's definitely a that. who's who's cast. I mean, it, it, yeah. you're, it's either going to be a fucking dope movie or it's going to suck. It's directed by Eli Roth, so I'm going to go with the latter. You think it's going to suck? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Not just because Kevin Hart's in it. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to like make sure where we're at here because I mean we can yeah. cancel you off the Mandalorian here real quick if you want to get no, frisky. Th- this is gonna be bad. Okay, good. Uh let's let's move on to everybody's favorite segment of the show, the watched and the played. Watch and play. We don't I mean let's talk about let's talk about a little bit WandaVision this past week. Okay. So it kind of escalated, right? Spoilers ahead. First episode back into the the whole time continuum thing. Mm-hmm. This episode Which, was like, okay, so we're outside of the the world that she's created in Westview slash Eastview or whatever it is, and they're kind of figuring out that she's kind of escalating through the timeline. Vision's becoming a little bit more omnipresent of the situation. You figure out basically that she like stole Vision's corpse and pretty much resurrected him with his power, with her powers, right? I mean, this like shit went down in this episode. It was it was very like I, I will say like I watched this episode as I was like literally falling asleep, unfortunately. Um, okay. But I uh, not because the, the episode is bad, but just because I was fucking tired. It was after we recorded the show last Friday. Yeah. And by the show, I mean the Level Up Show podcast. Mm, uh, you got so it in. You got I it did. in, baby. I usually do. Mm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The thing I remember is like Vision picking up on all the weird cues of like. Uh, Agnes comes over, right? And it's like, yeah. Do you want me? Do you want me to take that from do the top re- again? Take it. Right. And and Wanda's like, what? Like even she's kind of like, I don't know what you're like. Why are you act acting that way yeah, towards she's, me? She's like kind of losing control of these people, right? Like she like she has no idea what she is doing, and they're making it seem like she's the one in, in control. But yeah. I think that is part of the whole Agnes is actually a bad guy thing, where she's in on the joke, right? Yep. And so, and a few people are. Yeah, and so the the end of that is like Vision being like Wanda, like you're fucking doing this, and like it's wrong, like you can't do this, like this yeah. is wrong of you to do, and like the cut of her looking at Vision and him being fucking dead was creepy. <laughs> that, was wild, that was creepy. Um, so I'm still so- not sure where the the Mind Stone falls into this. It's it can't be there, right? Like it's got to be just bullshit. So like he just or does she or does she have it or does she have it and that's what she's using to do this? That would make more sense, right? Well, he kind of he kind of uses his powers though on a few of these people and like clears their mind up, you know. So it's like, is that him or is that no? I think that's like his powers all come from the The mind stone, stone. right? Which in this this mythos is like not there. It, I mean, it, it, essentially, it shouldn't be because they were snapped out of existence. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. But the big, the big thing at the end was as as visions really pressing Wanda, right? Really about to make her break. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Conveniently like, so, I, maybe. Yeah, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. It wasn't me. I didn't. I didn't plan this. Right. Because he's like, he's like, see, this is planned. You knew this was going to happen. She's like, nah, dog. She opens the door, and who is it but Ethan? What's his name? As, what? what's this guy's name? Not Ethan at all. What's his name? Look at him. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, Evan Peters. Evan Peters. That's pretty close to Ethan. Not close. Uh, I mean, V versus TH. That's pretty close. All right. Uh, anyway, Evan, Evan Peters, Peters, who played who, who played Quicksilver in the X Men universe, right? And it was now folded into Wandavision as also Quicksilver in Marvel proper, right? Correct. Who was? Oh. I think the better of the two Quicksilvers. I would say he's the better of the two, but I think the the thing here is it opens up a lot of possibilities. Okay, why is this the version of Quicksilver we're getting? Is yeah. it because we're merging universes? Is it because 
she brought back the wrong Quicksilver because mm-hmm. her brother is really dead and she can't replicate that. So the the one that is alive, this version of Quicksilver in a different universe is why he's, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it begs the question as to what we're doing here. We did not, we can assume that last week we talked about Elizabeth Olsen saying, oh, there's going to be a surprise the like of Luke Skywalker, right? Gotta be that, and- right? It's got to be. I mean, unfortunately, not the likes of Luke of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, uh, I know very know. few people that were like, "Wow, I mean, it's Quicksilver." I know actually him, more right? people were like, that were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, we we called like, that though, right? I, we did, we did. I saw actually a few memes that made me laugh about. Um, they they were showing like him at the door, and then it would cut to uh, Conor McGregor shit talking Jeremy Stevens. Who the, like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? That's pretty funny. So I think there were actually more people that were probably like, who the fuck's this guy? Then they were like, oh, it's Quicksilver from, you know, X-Men. Yeah, X-Men, right. So, Which, I mean, he did play Quicksilver three different times. In he X-Men definitely movie, did, so. yeah. He, he was definitely out there where, like I said, Aaron Taylor Johnson. But we didn't get, we didn't get all the cool things we wanted that were maybe even remotely possible. Like, we didn't get Logan. We didn't get, you know, Magneto, who was... Probably the next closest the, yeah. rumor. I mean, three episodes left. We we could be getting the old you know dangle here and with the the full realization there. But here's the thing: if there's dangle only three me, episodes left, me. if there's only three episodes left, they really got to do some shit. Yeah, it's got it's got to pick up. Got to pick up really fast, or we're just going to be left hanging. And I, and I don't see them. I guess maybe because of the reception of the show, which has been really good, I could see another season, but I don't think they built this as a. Hey, I think it's supposed to be like a limited seasons. thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's supposed to kind of connect some of the multiverse and some of the movies, or introduce um, the multiverse, kind of. Yeah. And each of these next few episodes is supposed to be longer than the previous, so there we should be that's, getting like some forty, forty-five minutes. <laughs> finally, episodes. no twenty-five, yeah, less twenty-five minute episodes. That's good. Well, it's supposed to be over eight hours. It's supposed to be six hour or eight episodes. It's supposed to be six hours total, and we only have like four, like four and like. 10 minutes, four hours and 10 minutes. So we should right. get like some pretty long episodes here. Um, what'd you, let's see, what did we watch and play? Played some COD recently. Yeah. Had a couple good runs. Not Still on the COD runs. train. I mean, that's not going anywhere. Uh, big map update in the next couple weeks or big game update, assumedly a map, but we're not Se- quite certain. Seems like we're going to get the movement from Cold War, which makes me really unhappy. Why? I don't like the movement in Cold War. Oh, they're going to patch in different movement. Supposedly they're going to reskin it, and it's going to be a lot more Cold War feeling than oh. warfare feeling. That, that's rumors going around, but we'll see. If we don't get a map, that would be like there, there's no way we're not getting a map. That, that there's would there's the no map. fucking way we're a year into this game and we don't have a new map. Yeah, that at least Resurgence is not a map. Resurgence is not a map. At least a revision of the map, right? Even if it's still Verdansk, like give me something. Blow up the dam, buddy. Oh well, okay. Um... I wasn't prepared for that, but maybe. Blow up the dam. Um, I watched a few things here. I finished that show, The Wilds, which came recommended by a friend of the podcast, Guacamole Lover, a.k.a. Amy. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate her for that. Uh, much love to my girl, Amy. And The Wilds was pretty good. Um, it ended with a big swerve, which I kind of was, like, all about. Um, and then I've been watching Criminal Minds, man. I've just been binging that shit. Jesus. It's it's so good, dude. Like I don't know why you're saying right. Jesus. You haven't even watched it. All right. I mean, get fucked, not, right? I mean, get fucked. You haven't watched it. It's just not for me, man. Hey, how do you feel about Republicans and Jews? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> okay. All right then. Uh, played a little Mass Effects Andromeda. 
uh, after that Mass Effect news last week. You're still week. in this weird hole of like can't find a game to play. Absolutely. <laughs> you just you're, you're just you're still ping ponging it. You know what I mean? Bouncing and I got everywhere. I got I got a list of three or four other games that I'm like I kind of want to go back and try out, but oh, I don't know God. if I'm going to. Um, I did whip out the Switch and looked at my Switch backlog, and there's a couple games I think I could sink my teeth into. Like I still there's have a- not played Captain Toads. I still have not played sure. Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong. I haven't finished Tropical Freeze. You, you should just play. I don't even think you own it, but you should just play fucking Mario and Rabbids, man. That game's so I good. do own that. I didn't like it that much. I'm not oh, a big RTS so type guy, so which is kind of why I don't know if I'm going to like like Fire Emblem. You know, you, you love, offered to lend oh, that man. to me. Love Three Houses. That's Yeah. yeah. I, but the thing, here's the thing, Derek. We've been doing this for 85 episodes now. We've been doing this for Derek Mason number of episodes. Yeah, we, uh, we, I mean, we have been doing this a lot longer than that, but yes. Yeah. And, Orally, and we have only been doing this for 85 episodes. Uh, listen, or look, we can't go above <laughs> with PG. An a. With, we with can't an a. go. We can't go above PG-13, so you can't be talking about the oral, okay? <laughs> You're right. Um, what we know after 85 episodes, nearly two years doing this, right, wow. is that... The things that you like are often the things that other people hate. Now, why you like that game and it got some awards and all that, I don't know, man. I don't know if you and I are going to line up on it. So It just it struck me at the right time, man. And like it's kind of like it's kind of why the game I'm playing right now is kind of doing the same thing to me. I'm like, I'm kind of getting the same kind of feelings. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll just cede the rest of my time to you. I haven't watched or played anything else of any significance. Um you know, you talk about what you've got going on. We'll maybe finish with some wrestling news since we skipped over that. There's not a whole lot there, though. But yeah, um, so here, here's here's where we're at. I, uh, I, <laughs> the boys, right? So it always seems, and this is this is Joey and the boys. I always mm-hmm. seem to hop on the train a little late, right? So they were on the the Red Dead train for a while, and so I finally buy Red Dead five bucks, right? I, I didn't pay a bunch okay. for it, but bought it right. for five bucks to be able to play it online. They they haven't been playing any Red Dead. Okay, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. They're on the Overwatch train again. And listen, I get the Overwatch oh. itch. I get the Overwatch itch about once a year where I'm like, Overwatch is good shit. Really good shit. Think about it for a second, though. When did Overwatch come out? Without looking, don't look, don't look. When did Overwatch come out? Because I could have sworn. 2017? That, that game. That game's five years old. So it came out in 2016. 2016. Yeah. I could have swore that game was older than that. It feels like that game came out a fucking lifetime ago. <sighs> okay. And I was like, that game had to be like 20, 2011, 2012. Nope. 2016 is when Google Overwatch it. came out. Overwatch, um, not cross-platform, unfortunately. No, it is not. Uh, PS5 upgrade coming here soon, supposedly. Obviously, with Overwatch 2, supposed to come out this year, and that got delayed. We talked about that last week. But yep. uh, I loaded up some Overwatch and played that with Joey last night. Played like five or six matches, played who, a couple of nights. Who did you play as? I'm, I am a support character. I play as okay. Mercy. Okay. Um, I actually watch... a. Decent amount of Overwatch on Twitch, um, although I don't play it. I uh, I used to main McCree back in the day, which was always kind of no one could mainline McCree like he was right. just really hard to master back then. I did play a couple matches as him, and it seems like the meta is way off with him, and I'm just bad. So I played a little bit of Reaper. Reaper's real fun, um, just shotgun fucking pistols in the face, and that's good stuff. So yeah, yeah, I am built to be a support character. Mercy is my favorite of of the support characters that I played. Granted, uh, that roster has grown tenfold. Uh, it seems every year. So oh, definitely. Um, 
I the, the wife and I I wanted to start watching. We we watched like an absolute almost entire season of Letterkenny last Saturday when we had nothing to do. We hibernated inside. <laughs> yeah, we hibernated inside, and I there wasn't much to play. You weren't playing nothing. You were going to bed pretty early. Um, I wasn't playing nothing. I was kind of burnt out on playing what I was. And we, I just turned on Letterkenny, and like we're on to see, we're on to the latest season. I think we're two episodes into that. Um, right. I mean, it's like we're about damn near caught up. And uh, is it still holding up? I, I've noticed that Letterkenny kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, no, in the I, think, seasons. I, I think you just needed to take a break, like we do, where we only watch a few episodes at a time. Um, like I texted the other night, they have a, a cold open about wrestling that okay. I just, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, the cold opens was, are the best part of the show. They are definitely the best part of the show, and there was one cold open that I was literally just fucking crying in inside uh, or in in the bedroom. The cold open was was it about looking down at your penis? It was about McMurray's penis and the size oh. of it. <laughs> McMurray, so, the, the guy talking like the auctioneer. Yeah, so so McMurray comes in and gets excited because he's got another half inch of his penis because he found out that you don't measure the size of your penis <laughs> over the top. You, you measure of from course un- not. You measure under the shaft, under, baby. Under the shaft. Oh he, yeah. And so he was all excited, and then he they're doing the crack and egg. And so people just start calling it it's shitting on McMurray. And now they're going to fuck his wife. And it's fucking that he doesn't act like, like, how the fuck do you even get with that bitch with that tiny ass dick? What the fuck's going on? I'm going to go fuck your wife, hey? Like, oh, boy. Just, I mean, I was, the wife was like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. But that just tickled me so much of just them shitting on McMurray and his tiny dick. Ugh. I just always like how they talk to each other. Like, how are you doing now? Dear? Yep. How are you now? Good and you. How are you doing? Good and you. Oh, not so bad. Um, they do a, a wrestling cold open, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's it people are sleeping on letter candy, dude. Like I know that still, I'm not watching it regularly, but I talk to people on the regular on that have not even heard of it. Yeah. And I'm like, letter candy, one of the best comedies I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, aside from that, the wife started watching some crime TV show that I want to watch. We are in the process of maybe starting mind Hunter finally. Uh, and I'm pushing watching. Criminal Minds on you, but like Mindhunter and then Ozark, we talked about. You got to yep. get on it. Uh, and then I for I was up last night, played that Overwatch, and wanted something kind of. I wanted some popcorn TV. Didn't really know what to do. Watched the WWE Untold of APA, the the Acolyte Protection Agency with uh, Brad Sean Farouk. Damn. Um, yep. Watch that. And then I turned on Arrested Development because, like, that show just doesn't get old for Comfort me. Comfort food. Oh, yeah. And so I ended up staying up pretty late watching watching that. So Hope you like bananas. That's always money in a banana stand. <laughs> and then <laughs> finally. Stupid show. Oh, it's so good. And then, yeah, finally, i uh been on the Persona 5 train, man. I, mm. I've committed to Persona 5. The the challenge I was thrown down on the Level Up show is obviously I had to play Persona Five. I've never played it. It's on my backlog list, similar right. to, and I still I'm still going to go back because I'm going to prove you wrong that I get past the Fuss Road off since I'm that fucking close to. It. Um, the challenge I got from from Ryan was that I wouldn't get out of the tutorial area, and I I have I beat the first dungeon. I'm now to the mercy of just like doing whatever I want with my school days, um, right, and. That game is so fucking dense, like yeah. immensely dense. I, I'm I, I struggle with just how many options I have. Um, so I have been trying to kind of use like a guide just to make sure that I'm maximizing my potential, especially considering I know I'm not going to 
put 120 hours into this game. Right. I want to make sure that I'm I'm making the right like choice. Doing, doing the doing. right tasks to get the yeah. stats that you want. Yep. Yeah. Bump, you're you're at you're at the point where when I was playing that game and doing research that reviews that I read, articles that I looked at, walkthroughs that I looked at were all commonly saying is like the the make or break, like the brick wall, where the game kind of opens up without very much direction at all. Yeah. And you either are like enveloped by it or you're like, oh, it's just, I just got to like walk away. It's too much. And, and I'm, I'm on the similar to how I was with Fire Emblem Three Houses. I was like, I'm, I'm in for it. Like I'm having a okay. really good time with Persona 5. I right. don't know that I can make that 120 hour commitment to actually finishing the game, but I, I am engrossed in like what the story is. Like there's so many loose ends in the first, I'm, I'm about 11 hours into this game. And yeah. the amount of loose ends that are in this game are insane. And I'm not sure how they can keep adding to it. Um, and and I don't know what you know that I don't know, but I mentioned earlier how well, like, I put oh, yeah. I put about forty hours in, so I'm I'm I've got a little bit of time on you. And so I I dropped like oh yeah you know you beat that coach and he's done and you're like yeah that's what you think. It's mm-hmm. like oh oh there maybe there's more to it here you know Ka- what I mean? Kagami so, or whatever his name is uh, yeah 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 Quasimodo or some shit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But just, just walking around in this pink ass underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is king outfit, yeah. Um, I mean I have got I put it on easy. Like I didn't put it all the way down to school. Yeah, mode, that's the I, way I to got do it on easy and I'm just having a fun time, man. I just really am. The the game is very entrancing just because of all it's like it's, it's like so a very sixties Batman game. Like there's just shit coming, like pow, zing, boom, like all over the place. The, the music good. on it is oh, so God, good. It's so good. The animation, the cutscenes. Have know, you ever man. watched Yu Yu Hakusho? No, you, we've talked about this. I have not. Yeah, so the the same people that did the music for Persona, the, all the Persona games, are the same artists and composers for this show, Yu Yu Hakusho. So I, th- I think like even if you went and looked up the OST for Yu Yu Hakusho, or I don't even know, like that, it's not really an OST, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. You'll immediately recognize the tone and the vocals and the music and all that stuff. Like it's that's really what caught me a lot but like you know the guy the foster dad situation you got going on is kind of crazy in the restaurant like a coffee yeah, like, shop or whatever well and like at one point in this guy it's like hey take this job at the convenience store and i've never worked there but i took the job and then it's like hey now you should go work over here and i'm like i didn't work oh what? yeah uh what okay sure yeah the arcade know. and like it's 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 like kind of yakuza ish in the sense of like the openness of it um it's just really good there's like definitely a really heavy sexual undertone of teenagers, which is yeah, which is kind of creepy. But I like I like Joker and I like uh, the kid. What's his name? That is Skull. like all emo. Yeah, Skull. R- Ryu- Ryuji. Ryuji. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the game's good. I Morgana I and I don't know who else you end up getting, but yeah, Morgana's good. The cat. Yep. The cat's good. It's yep. just a, it's a good time. Um, There's a reason it why good. it's considered one of the best games of all time. Yeah, I, I, I can concur with that because I just think the way that they are storytelling and what they're trying to bring to you is just so fucking good. It's a very original gameplay, too. Right. By JRPG standards, at least. So. I, yeah, I would, I would agree. I, I only regret that you're not playing the Royale version, which is like up better mechanics, less sluggish. I mean, this stuff. is really snappy on the PS5. You got to remember I'm playing on oh, PS5. Okay. Yeah, it right. is... The load screens are almost instantaneous. In in the Royale version too, they almost kind of easy mode it because you get access to a lot of the whatever they're called, the spirits um, that you can summon and turn into. You know what I'm saying? The, the personas. The pers- 
Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. sorry about that. You fucked that one up, bud. Yeah. Uh, good what good else? stuff. Good stuff. I, you know what? I, I, I played a little bit more. I almost said the messenger. I almost played. A, I played a little bit more of Cyber Shadow. Cyber um, Cyber, Cyber, Sh- Cyber Shadow. Yeah. Uh, I've not beaten it. I'm on to chapter six. That game's still really hard. Uh, I still have a good time with it, but I'm just kind of taking it little by little. Mario comes out tomorrow, and I'm going to go pick that up at Walmart. Uh, I look at a six out of ten on IGN and Game. Seven out, seven out of ten. On seven IGN. out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was Metacritic had it at a ninety when I checked it a couple of days ago. I'm not sure what it's. It's a, right it's a reboot plus like an expansion thing, right? Correct. Yep. It's yeah. it's still it's it's new and old at the same time. I, you know what? I really liked what I played of it originally on the Wii U. So, um, and it's and you can co-op it. So yeah, it's still sitting on a ninety. So I mean, for Gamespot and IGN, I guess just fuck those guys because <laughs> everywhere else is sucking its cock. Um, not a lot with wrestling. WWE is just, don't, they don't even care their, about story anymore. Their road to WrestleMania is I'll make a decision after the next pay-per-view. Right. <laughs> like, that's exactly. what you need to know. Yeah. I mean, Edge is doing his thing around, around the circuit. They're really milking that. Um, they're revitalizing Randy and Drew feud. I mean, you, you read the rumors of the Nexus being brought back together. Yeah. Like, not into that. But. This is a bad deal, dude. But on the flip side, the silver lining of wrestling is AEW is like continues wow. to be great. Yeah. yeah, I mean AEW last night was real good. It wasn't phenomenal, um, but the I, yeah I didn't watch it like I wanted to, but I heard the it was ending really good. the the main event was really good. The, yeah. the false count anywhere match was really the, good. The, the tag match. Yep, yep. So yeah. I mean AEW continues to impress. They're really. I'm actually really bought in for a character that I don't like, Darby Allen. Okay, I don't like Darby Allen. I'm not into it. Right? Um, They're really investing me into his storyline with Team Taz and like Sting and stuff. You know what I'm over though? You know what I'm over is Tony Schiavone and Sting getting ready to do an interview, and And then it doesn't happen. It's 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 just the worst. That part's played out, but I mean, listen, Darby Allen last night got put into a body bag and dragged behind an SUV on live TV. And I don't know dope. how they pull. I don't know how they pulled it off. Like actually pulled it off physically, because the only thought I have is like he literally got dragged behind a car sure. for like a good forty yards. So I don't know how that all works. I mean, maybe he was on a metal plate. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, maybe he's Keanu in, in speed. I don't know what the deal is. Okay, <laughs> but I was like, damn, dude. Like they're really going for it. You know, pretty savage. Um, yeah. So AEW continues to impress, and they have. You know, their uh, pay-per-view is this Saturday, and then you have NXT on Sunday. Is there? Is it this Saturday? Uh, AWs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their revol- uh, Revolution. Revolution? Is. Yep, this is Saturday, right, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. 15th or 16th, maybe? No, you're wrong. Again, March 7th. Jesus Christ. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> this Saturday, in four weeks. Okay. <laughs> but Fuck. there is NXT this weekend, right? Yes, Vengeance Day is this weekend. Okay, that's maybe what I was thinking about then. You know, the three letters gets me confused. I just don't understand. <laughs> Listen, wow. I'm a huge wrestling fan, but not that much, okay? Not a, not a wrestling fan at all, actually. All right, anyway. Listen, you got any walk-ons, fuckface? Um, let me see here. Walk-ons. Despite my bef- best efforts to just not have a very long podcast with you, we've been going two hours like every week, so. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot. We have We have good conversations. Um, walk-ons. So 
we're we're at a stage right now where there's not just a ridiculous amount of video games going on. So I would implore you to really take a look at either your Switch backlog or your uh, the free games for Game Pass. Um, yeah. I, I'm still on the train that I need to play Spirit Fair. And you know what's nuts to me? Spirit Fair is one, yep. Is is I still haven't played Miles Morales. Like I put it in and just haven't went back to it yet. So oh, that's interesting. Um and it's it's not necessarily because I don't want to, but I almost want to restart that game again just because I, I think here, low key pick, if you get kind of burnt out on Persona, but you're really liking the music and you're liking the JRPG thing, I think you need to do a quick flip to dragon age 11 or dragon Dragon quest Quest 11 sure i almost bought uh that that 13 sentinels aegis rim game is on sale for half off right now yeah i saw that i was getting a lot of love i I almost pulled the trigger on that on playstation but um is it on sale on xbox is it on xbox it's it's 35 bucks on xbox or something like that Mm -hmm. i guess i don't know if it's on xbox now that Mm -hmm. i'm saying that but i want to say i thought i thought i saw it for like 35 or 40 bucks that's, I'm just gonna. Here's your walk on right here, but I'm just gonna fucking pull it up real quick. Okay. Um, why does it not just take me to the fucking Xbox store? What the fuck? Because Xbox and Microsoft's storefront is just dog shit. Ages. Wow, you really can't even get to it, can you? Nope. Xbox store. Thirteen Sentinels. I I feel like I saw it on the Xbox store, so I think it is on Xbox, but maybe I'm just like wrong. I think you might be wrong, buddy. No, PlayStation 4 exclusive. Yeah, yep. so you're wrong. So I, I would say we'd split that, but obviously you... Uh, we doesn't really work, that. huh? Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. Um, aside from that, yeah, we uh, <laughs> talked about patio sets today. Uh, so we definitely need to still get that patio set from you at some point. You know, when That's there's true. not eight, 18 feet of snow outside. You got to um, rent you a U-Haul, bud. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I got a guy with a truck. I can just come get it. It's fine. All right. Um other walk-ons, man. Yeah, I'm not really sure. What uh, Malcolm and Marie's out on Netflix. Go watch that. That looks good. There's about four or five movies on Netflix that I need to... And HBO. There's that... Um, I need to watch show. the little thing still. Oh, my God. Watch the new new HBO Max show. What, it's the like coins? Got, 30 coins or something like that? It's like it's like the Japanese one with like the fight. It's like a fighting thing. Uh, you're bad uh, at this. I'm. I know. The I'm third day. The, no, that's not it. The third there's day. There's a. There's a, oh that movie's coming out this weekend. Ju- Judas and the Black Messiah. I want to watch. Oh that. yeah, that looks really good too. Um. Oh my god. You're really bad I, at this. I am really bad at this. It's just because there's so many fucking shows. There's a lot there's between a lot. all the different platforms. I'm, I'm, but I'm it's also... like it's kind of like a. Um, you ever watch Ipmon? Yeah. Danny Yen. It's kind of like that, but it's a show. Okay. I have been martial arts. I'm back on the train of like, I really wish that I could get into anime because as I'm playing persona five, I'm like, I fuck. I just wish I could just love anime shows and wish I would just sit down. But every time I try, I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know what it is. I just don't get grabbed unless it's fucking DBZ super. Sorry. I'm still Googling. You're fine. I I think it's, I think it's Bruce. It's a Bruce Lee joint. Bruce Lee's Warrior series is finally streaming on. Yeah, it's called Warrior. There you go, right there. Okay, season, sure. Season two. Um, it it didn't get much love last year, but season two is getting fucking hyped. So there you go. Uh, you know the big walk on Tony. I got one big walk on for you. Okay, let me have it. Dropping tonight, probably about eleven o'clock if I had to guess. Wandavision. 
No, that that drops like four in the fucking morning. It's stupid. Oh, okay. Taylor Swift. Oh, that docu that uh, nope. new album re-recorded album. Yeah. Because Scooter Braun's a piece of shit. Yeah. Re-recording. It's just she's dropping the first single of her re-recording fucking albums. All right. I'm with you. you. Know I'm, a, I'm a Swift fan. Love Story is the first song that she's releasing of hey, the re-released. Uh, I got I got a walk on. Oh, okay. Uh, Ted's birthday was yesterday. Oh yeah, sorry. Happy birthday! Shout, shout out to Tad. Uh, eleven. Uh, eleven now. Wow. Yep, eleven. Going into junior high next year. Going to Goodrell yeah. Elementary. Going, going fifth, right? Him. Fifth grade. He's in fifth. Going to sixth next year. Sixth. Oh. Uh, Goodrell. Uh, Goodrell Middle School. If you want to find him and fuck him up. Uh, good good rail isn't that where isn't that what you're delivering no that's what the sign on my door says okay that's not, not <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh and then hey shouts outs to barbara her birthday's tomorrow oh oh barb and she's uh, moving into the youtube tv land uh well you know if she gets internet and stops being a fucking old old bag maybe but yeah, maybe i don't know i don't know if that's working what do you got I, going on for valentine's i work all weekend so oh yeah well you know uh what <laughs> Get the good rail going on. Or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I got to live I'm vicariously not. through my dude here. You know, what I'm, I'm saying? I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping some rails getting delivered. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that old old hammers, can, Amazon hammers Prime coming package, old hammers coming down. Um, but uh, I would tell you what I got her for Valentine's Day, but I think this goes up before Valentine's Day, so I can't tell you that. So I, I got a it's couple. Definitely of not things. going up before Saturday morning. So uh, yeah, but I won't give her gifts till probably Sunday. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, Valentine's should be good. I mean, I, I it's not like we have an ability to really go out on a date. You know what I mean? Uh, big prayers uh, for those that pray and positive thoughts. Uh, her dad came home on Tuesday or Monday oh, back nice. home. So uh, hoping that things keep moving in the right direction. They shaved his head because obviously he's losing his hair because of the chemo stuff. So, oh, fucking join the um, ball club, bud. Uh, you know, just moving and hopefully moving in the right direction there. So. I've, been, I've been supporting cancer patients since like 2011. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Is that it? Are we done? I mean, I got nothing else. You're you're milking a, bo- a bone dry cow here, bud. <laughs> I, I've, spe- I've spewed all the milk I could give you. Okay, listen. I guess you know two hours is enough torture of the years for our, our so. dedicated yeah. listeners. So uh, we'll be back next week. Eighty five in the books. You know what I mean? You know what? We're coming up as, on that two years, baby. I was gonna say we're we're almost at a. What, we got to start planning now because you're a terrible planner. What are we gonna do for episode one hundred? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Probably something big, dude. We should probably do a blowout. That's like in three blowout. months, though, dude. Yeah, I mean, but that's midsummer. Like, we're going to be in good, good Our shape. Our first episode then. was uh, was April 3rd, 2019. So we're coming up on that. Too. It'll be it'll be like almost two years to the dot by the time. Oh. Let's, let's do some math here, okay? So 86, 7, 8, 9, 90, 1, 2, 9, 10. Our 100th episode will be May 27th. Okay. So we got, we got cool a little get out. Yeah, we got a little while. <sighs> yeah. Exciting um, stuff, though. I guess, you know, God, we sign off at this point, right? Yep. All right. DTS Fuck Podcast. It. That's Derek. I thought I was Tony this week. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was looking at myself. That I'm t- I'm Derek. I'm Tony. <laughs> Level up. We out. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. We out here. We out here.